Hey everyone, today is Monday the 26th of September 2016. This is The Gap, episode 339. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gorey is here with me. Did you say Gorey? Gilroy. Did you say Gilroy? Say it right. Say Job it Gilroy. Right. Start over. Job, Start over. Job Gilroy. No. <laughs> I got it right the first time. Yeah. Job. Luke only does one take. Okay, whatever. Job. Go on. Next. Keep going. Gilroy? Every, literally every day last week, the post posty dude showed up at my house and he buzzed and he said, I have a package for J-Ob Gilroy. <laughs> and I would get downstairs and I would say, hi, I'm Job. And he would give me J-Ob's package. And it did, like still didn't fucking register today. I thought, surely it's been a week. I've said my name correctly at him fucking five times in a row now. Surely he's got it. No. This morning, Job. Yeah. Okay. Was it spelled Job or Job? No, it's spelled Job. <laughs> He's like, uh, it must be Jacob, but they've missed an a-, a C, and instead of correcting all the way, uh, oh, hang on, no, it's back to front. Um, oh, fuck it. I'll just say whatever. He Why seems not? to respond to Job. Yeah. <laughs> it's it sounds similar. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty close. So anyway, yeah, uh, Nathan Lawrence is here as well. Hey, that's actually how you say my name. <laughs> Thank <it>? you. <laughs> no, everyone's been saying it wrong this entire time. This whole time, <laughs> it sounds very continental. Yeah, it does. I like it. It's yeah. My name's pretty boring. I've got three first names, so that's my parents' fault. Oh, true. Name. Yeah, three. Nathan, John, and Lawrence. Yep. Yeah, okay. That's I pretty- trust him. At least they're easy to say, him. right? Not like jo- Joab. Joab. If they really is his name. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's on the parents' so Joe. Come on. Let's be honest. It is. I uh, My mum came down on the weekend, and I gave a <laughs> shit about it. Anyway, um, we've got uh, another guest. We have a guest tonight. Uh, you'll be able to find him on the internet on sites such as Hyper. Uh, PC Powerplay. David Hollingworth, how are you going today? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, pretty good. We've um, been talking- You also got my name right. That's really impressive. I mean- I didn't want to fuck it up for you. Like, you're the guest. I've got to say it correctly. <laughs> Whereas Job, I can just- Every week, he gets a new name. Mm. No, he doesn't. Anyway, uh, I'm good too. Thanks for asking, David. <laughs> me, me three? <laughs> yeah. Good start, guys. Good start. Good start. Um, So we're recording on Monday today. uh, And last week we recorded on, was it Thursday? Yep. I think it was Thursday. So we've had not too big of a break in between podcasts, but we still have some stuff to talk about, Uh, mainly because this week's quite busy. We've got EB Expo happening this week. So like everybody's in town to do a bunch of things and our calendars are pretty booked up. So Monday was a good day to do this. Um, Yep. I'll try and maybe release this a bit earlier. Just to so we don't have a huge, I don't know, break in between what we've been talking about and then when we put the podcast out, but we'll, we'll see how we go. I'm not too sure yet. We'll figure that out later. Um, what do we want to talk about first? Zed Town? Shall we? Yeah. May as yeah. well. Uh, again. I do love zombies. Yeah. So last oh, week yeah. we, um, we talked about, wow, how long do we talk about? About an hour and 20 minutes or something uh, about Zed Town. <laughs> that was myself, uh, Job. Uh, Luke and Dave from CNET discussed uh, our experiences, but we'd like to know what David and Nathan did on that faithful night. Uh, who wants to go first? Shotgun second. 
Nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I guess that's me elected. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a fantastic day. Did you guys enjoy it? Mostly. <laughs> like, uh, where, uh, where? All right. You like you got to understand. So, so give, like, this was your, your first one, right, David? Yeah, it was. It was absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and it was kind of weird. Uh, if I have one criticism of it, it's um, coming at it as so. So I'm a role player. So all of their little story elements uh, seemed. I can see what they were trying to do, but they were very, very light. Uh, but otherwise, the day itself was just a chance to run around shooting people. And, you know, that's priceless, really. Yeah. Well, so it's like it's Nate's fifth attempt, my fifth attempt, Luke's fourth attempt. Yeah. Uh, so we're all jaded as fuck. So why don't you give us the <laughs> why don't you give us the uh, the rookie's point of view? Um, the rookie, the rookie's point of view. Uh, look. But basically, it was fantastic fun. I mean, you, you get a thousand people in one place and that much nerf. In fact, I think I was chatting to Dave just after the event that they assumed that everybody had spent about $100 on average on nerf. Um, and with a thousand people there, that's a huge investment in plastic toy guns in one location. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, UNSW was a, a, a great venue, um, had lots of different... Um, you know, had lot tight, twisty corridors, lots of verticality, mm-hmm. uh, and um, just just logging into the app and watching that number of uh, zombies grow through the day and the number of survivors decrease was yeah, pretty impressive. The, the first couple of hours is like, wait, is that all? But then it just started to gather its own steam. Yeah, uh, I guess that's something we talked about last week. Is that the first couple of hours is when you kind of need things to do. And it just felt yeah, like there wasn't yeah. really much happening in, during that period. There wasn't um, activities to go and, and adv- like adventures on or um, mm. because that was something they had in the past where they would give you missions and you'd go off and, and do a bunch of things and then come back and you would get a reward for it. Uh, and then that would lead to something else. But this time, it well, I don't know what your experience was like, David, but yeah, we, we didn't really get any of that stuff that we could find. Yeah, well, we... Um- so we went through a bit of a, just a bit of a wander first to get the lay of the land. Um, and then as the factions started to emerge, because you don't really know about those factions until the game actually starts, uh, we went and had a look at the um, the mining company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, so you actually had to talk to people in the right order to even join the faction. And even once we did join, it was like, uh, come back in five minutes. Um, yeah, it just didn't seem all that well organized. Hmm. I, I was really expecting a lot more in terms of quests and loot and things to do. Well, it sounds like you got off on the the easy side of things because when we lined up for our uh, faction, we had to wait a good half an hour, I think, <laughs> maybe forty minutes oh, wow. to register. It was yeah, we we didn't go crazy. straight to a faction. I think I think that probably helped. By the time we got there, it was much less of a press. Um, uh, and the way that they have all these little um, set-piece scenes between the various NPCs, if you miss out on that, and it's very easy to, then you're missing out on huge swathes of what they're calling their plot. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how they actually get around <laughs> that problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is our constant talking back. That's, that's, I think that's what over the course of five games has eventually worn us down to a point where we're like, yeah, I had fun. <laughs> so you're seeing the same problems crop up over and over again? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's something we it's talked about patch. last week a little bit as well. Um, I think that as they add more players, they are like, they're failing more and more to actually scale with it. Like the game doesn't to engage scale. engage those players, yeah. 
so yeah it, it just winds up like the numbers that I think probably, in my opinion, the best version of Z-Town was uh, the best map, in my opinion, as you said, but the best version that we played was out at Homebush um, mm. just because they had the most, I don't know, they seemed to have the best grasp on incentivizing players to do things, uh, dividing factions and keeping them at loggerheads and, like, the... Uh, like incentives to go out and do like yeah to get yeah um, killed to get distracted yeah the, the mate I was I was zombie. playing with on the day he was telling me about some of the stuff that they had um at uh, the Macquarie Uni one um and you know there were things like uh, escort quests effectively mm. you know go out find this guy and bring him back to your uh, faction um so you had a lot more uh, faction interaction as well and I just didn't see that happening this time. Yeah, and that's I think that's a fault of the impromptu faction thing. They should have had factions from the get-go. They shouldn't have had you just joining one on the day because I think they do the impromptu thing so that people can change factions, so that, so that people who make friends on the day don't wind up, oh, well, but when I logged in, I, I chose to be on yellow, but I don't give a fuck. Mm. If you chose to be on yellow, if you chose to be on red, then you stick with your fucking faction and you just have to fucking deal with it. Like, yeah. maybe you should have talked to your friends before you decided to all go different colors at random, mm. right? And, and the fact that they only released the whole Western theme thing two weeks before the event, I know that um, annoyed some people as well. They left that way too too late, I think. Yeah. No, I mean, you were. Truth, truth being the case, uh, I probably wouldn't have done Western theme anyway. It's just. But yeah. Yeah. But when they know about it so far in advance, and I think it was a week and a half out, they were like, oh, by the way, you know, it's Western theme. So there are a lot of people who like to get into dress ups and whatnot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They've never really done it in the past. I mean, I know you did the sort of Milsim thing. That's a pretty popular mm. one. But then we've seen, you know, kind of like school outfits and, and nurses um, and donkeys yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, I saw all those and, guys, yeah. And you can tell that they're working together and, and it's cool and mm. it's everyone's sort of freeform cosplaying, which is great. But So they've, they've tried to capitalize on that. But I think, you know, to pull together a costume in that time, especially not one where you're hoping not to pay top dollar, <laughs> is uh, a <laughs> bit of a challenge. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Especially when you've paid, I mean, what was it, 52 bucks mm. to play. You just talked about the idea of people paying, what, 50 to 100 bucks for Nerf guns and darts. Mm. Like, yeah. I think it's okay that there's an expectation that there should be stuff happening all the time. Yeah. Especially at but the beginning. I mean, you know, overall, uh, how many other ways could you have that experience of running around this public place, um, shooting darts, with abandon um running away from some really well made up zombies mm -hmm. uh with all of this great emergent gameplay i mean i remember the times i ran into you guys and just those you know over there what's happening over here that was great and once you got into that rhythm i thought that was actually i think far far better than the organized gameplay and that's yeah. what um, the fixed factions have done in the past is yeah. that they've they've created distrust immediately and then like we always like joining red faction because they're usually the bad guys um <laughs> and our earlier missions are generally yeah, involved us couldn't tell we were the bad guys <laughs> <laughs> oh we were a cult i think <laughs> the mason was it mason or Marson? mason gang Marson. We, were, we were wanted at the very least hmm. yeah and, yep. and 
our objectives were sort of very kind of aggressive and uh, yeah. there was talk early on of, of rigging an election and and we ran with that and decided to yeah. take up the yeah. chant, stop the votes. Yeah. And we stopped the votes by turning other people away, which, you know, made some fights happen early on, which was great um, between some of the factions, which was a bit of excitement because there really wasn't anything going on. I think we shifted from like a, well, how long were you in that line for, Joby, the initial one? 60 minutes, 90 minutes? Yeah, 60 to 80 minutes. Yeah. So we shifted from that. Portion. Yeah. Sorry? Uh, that's a good portion of the game. I mean, wow. Oh, no, well, this is not lining up to register. The game starting. This was, yeah, lining right. up to register. Uh, they still, I, like, that's the other thing, right? Like, they still haven't managed to streamline that process. In my opinion, they shouldn't be adding more people until they can get that to a point where they can start within half an hour of the time they're supposed to start in. Yeah, you know, yeah. like... They shouldn't be adding more and more people constantly because they refuse to move to a a cloud server system where they're able to scale with server load. So every time a thousand people show up somewhere and try to fucking log on, yeah, it immediately goes down and they're unable to fucking do anything. It's bananas. It's a It happens repeatedly. Like they keep making the same mistakes over and over and over. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So you went from like, 60, 80 minute line there. And then we, uh, I sort of joined you, but it was a bookended thing. We started at the beginning and then we came back at the end, but then we went into the game, scouting out the place. And within 20 minutes, we were lining up for a faction for Mm. half an hour. And then we went to vote or whatever. And we were lining up for 10, 15 minutes or whatever. And it's just like, we were making jokes about it being like a a line simulator. Um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you know, the problem that I have is that every time we play the, the cost goes up. Um, the amount of players goes up so that the potential for fun, like you're like, oh, that's a lot of people that can be in different factions or become mm. zombies. Like, that's great. But they, they, you only really ever hit the tipping point and that's usually when about half of the people yep. are zombies. Yeah, and yeah. then it starts to like that number you're talking about in that app, that just goes up exponentially and that's awesome and that's scary. Mm. That only happens at least three to four hours in and that's like... Yeah, yeah. And in between that time, you kind of feel like you're doing more... Um, little skirmishes and i mean we went out looking for trouble and didn't really find it like early on the the zombies like because they're not the problem that um (laughs) a lot of the greener players and this doesn't include you but some of these newer players like they run at the side of one zombie like a group of 10 yeah i know anyone anyone who's got like half an idea and realizes they're not real zombies and they can't you know sprint forever and they can't sprint upstairs faster than we can and all that and sort of you stuff have range weapons and they don't yeah yes and if you just stop that they run and that's like that's also part of the problem because if the the zombies were just constantly harassing then at least you'd be like having to shoot them but like you point a gun at them and you stop moving and then they just back off and they're like okay i'm gonna try another way and they just and you're like okay i guess that was kind of an engagement with a zombie but Nowhere near as satisfying as yeah. A, a lot of them they, they tend to be more standoffs than anything else. Um, there are very few people who committed to the idea of I'm just going to go after people. Yeah, which is like I like that the the enemy is sort of like a, a a thinking enemy. It's not it's not you know they're not encouraged to be mindless. Um, mm. So there's some good tactics that come into it. We saw some sneaky stuff. We saw a guy following a group of people who'd just been turned out to their cars while they took their nerf guns out to put them in the boot. Um, and he was just, you know, we, we eventually figured it out, shot him. Um, and then said, what were you doing there? And he's like, you know what? I just said to these guys, do you mind if I follow you out? And they're like, no, that's cool. So (laughs) 
using a shield. And like, I have the utmost respect for that tactic. But like, <clears throat> the problem comes, like the the golden rule is don't be a dickhead, and that yeah. hasn't changed. And on paper, that's a great rule, but like, it doesn't cover enough stuff and like that guy I, d- I would argue wasn't being a dickhead he was being smart but the amount of zombies that you would go up and you'd shoot and they'd whinge at you because they're like i'm already dead and you're like well why haven't you pulled the thing around your neck like oh god yeah like, yeah yeah so many times i was saying uh look you should pull the tag down otherwise i'm gonna shoot you yeah yeah and like to complain though when they haven't done it because there are plenty of zombies that just kind of walk along expecting or taking advantage of that fact that you're like oh okay he's probably dead because he's not you know running or he's not stalking us um and and why not like power to them but like because people aren't playing the rules properly um it becomes a problem and then even the rules themselves i every game i go and i read over that pdf multiple times and they haven't updated it since our first game to the point where the times down the side are reflected yes i know yeah the original game so you've got these new players coming in going okay, what, what's this thing about factions? For starters, they said there was no factions in this game and, you know, they kind of threw it in as a curveball, which is fine. Um, but people were asking on the Facebook page and not getting answers. Um, and then there's also, like, lots of little grey areas that you discovered. I discovered one, didn't I, Joby? <laughs> about yeah. uh, bathrooms are off-limits, apparently, but, like, that wouldn't really? be that hard. Yeah, but that wouldn't be that hard to put in the rules, but... According to the mod I spoke to, that kind of you know, comes I wish under I knew this... that because I got to admit I avoided bathrooms because they just seemed like a death trap all day. <laughs> yeah, and I, th- I I actually don't have a problem with the idea of um, the around bathrooms like coming in like out or not out mm. but like going in or whatever like they're kind of a trap area and that's why I was covering when you know Job and another one in our group uh, went to the bathroom and then my mm. girlfriend went to the bathroom. Uh, but when she came out, like a whole mob of them arrived. And she came out just as they walked past the toilet. And so she ducked back in. And then yeah. there was like eight guys and one girl. And these eight guys like sort of started crowding around this toilet. I'm like, guys, 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 you know, she's coming That's out of the bathroom. That's actually radically uncool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, guys, like, honestly, I know how it looks. Looks like she's hiding in there, but she's actually just gone to the bathroom. You know, like, if you could let her out, that'd be great. And they're like, oh, okay, we can't go in there. And I thought they were backing off. But what they did was they brought the girl to the front and she was about to go in, like, yeah. to tag her in there <laughs> and so i'm like guys come on like bathroom she's going to the bathroom like this is a game and you know your retelling they- of this is is far more um calm than you no, were. We haven't gone up to the bit- <laughs> no, no, i was still calm at the beginning and then i said okay fuck it and i walked forward and i started shooting at them and they backed off now well, i hit two or th- i was just gonna say the way i remember it uh you didn't use quite so many words uh and, and the words he didn't more... use were angry ones no he, he just used many more darts to do the talking because uh, you sort of went like oh come on and then you shot like five of them all in one go and they're like oh what 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 and yeah, uh, so- well, they, I shot them and they didn't back, like they ran off, but they didn't yeah. take their things down. And this is the bit where I will and readily they didn't go respawn that, either. No. Well, no. And this is the bit where I'll readily admit that I, you know, sounded angry and probably aggressive. And I said, and pull your fucking things around your necks. And uh, the girl didn't take kindly to that. <laughs> and yeah. she proceeded to call me a fucking psycho and all these other things. And I said, look, like, yeah, whatever. I think we've seen who's the psycho here. And then I walked away, <laughs> like, which is what you're supposed to do. <clears throat> Uh, anyways, she was still going on, and some hero in her group <laughs> decided she went, to go. She went and told. 
Yeah, no, what, no, was, this... what, what, was, what did she say? That's what I couldn't understand. So she walks off, right? And oh, then she's still going off. She was still going off about it. Like I'm like, like I've walked off. seconds passed when like it was actually relatively quiet though. I like I think you've condensed elements of this because there were like 40 seconds where it was all quiet, like quite quiet, where she just walked off back to the group, grumpy, like you know muttering to herself still kind of loud but yeah, yeah you guys had your yelling match for like seconds at most and then suddenly yeah some hero from her group is like yelled out uh to accost you about it like <laughs> she must have gone over can i, can I and- just interject this is sounding like the opening of way of the gun <laughs> i haven't seen that no I've you should see it. it's a great it. film right. and that way i can be like hey i had to wave the gun then <laughs> but um but yeah, no, this, this, this hero guy just, just must have been it. like, oh, you, this guy was swearing at me for, you know, not putting my thing down when I was clearly shot. Like, what the and fuck? And also because they were While like, you're trying to go into a fucking bathroom yeah, trying to, to kill someone play. who was, yeah, unarmed. Like, let's get some fucking perspective here. You guys were being shitbags. But yeah. But I'd walked away. Like, you know, I I realized that I was getting angry. She was angry. I walked away. We'd said our words. Like, I was happy to leave it at that. And then this guy (laughs) decides to go, oh, he can't come over here. I'm like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I said, what? He's like, get over here. I'm like, mate, if you want to fucking talk, come and talk over here. I'm not going over to a zombie mob. You know, like we're still in the game technically. Mm. And um, then he goes, oh, you know, just chill out, man. It's a game. And. That's when uh, my girlfriend's like, it's just a game. You just called him a cunt. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, he, and he's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, uh, you did. And he's like, no, I called you a C. I'm like, what? what is a C? Like, what are you talking what, about? What is a C? Yeah, uh, that's what he's- apart from Apart from a shortened version of the word cunt and <laughs> <Yeah>. a C, <laughs> so doesn't sound anything like cunt. And also, but who yells that out? Oi, come here, C. Like- yeah. I don't. Yeah. Is that a, like a new term for dude or bro or dickhead or something? I don't know. So I, I just like whatever and and you know walked away. And it's still none of them pulled the fucking things around their neck, um, <laughs> which is bad. Like honestly, that's, that's yeah, yeah. That on toilets is the thing that I care about most because you are playing a game with an honor system, and we've talked in the past about kind of ideas of ways that we would recommend that they would um, fix things. You know, from a hardcore gamers perspective about the kind of progress that you'd expect in this kind of game and you know we came up with the idea and i'd be interested to hear your thought uh david we came up with the idea that um they should like for starters incentivize uh survivors to kill zombies by a respawn like when you kill a zombie they actually have to drop their uh thing around their head the what is it the ribbon yes that's a good idea so that way otherwise otherwise there's there's no reason to to go after zombies and this is a conversation i had with my team it's like we're not here to kill zombies we're here to survive we get nothing out of killing zombies and, but if and that way zombies, yeah well they also have to go back to spawn to get a new ribbon um mm. and on top of that then what you have like you've probably saw some of the the leaner meaner zombies mm. that had like dozens of uh dog tags around their necks exactly yes then what you get is you get survivors that start to have 10 20 zombie things on their belts or whatever and start yeah, yeah. there's this push and pull of zombies going hang on hang on this guy's a badass like he kills zombies mm. <laughs> maybe we yeah, should yeah. think twice or, or maybe we should go get him because he's a threat which i think yeah would be good um but but also we we kind of made a controversial point of saying i think they need to draw a line in the sand and actually say 
it's survivors. Um, it's the survivors say that counts in a dispute, especially when there's not a mod, which is dangerous. That's not a bad idea. It is dangerous. Um, it is prioritizing one player over another, but you know the survivor only has that one life. Yeah, and they put a lot of money into being a survivor and not into yes. being. And I think that if you made that like the rule, you're going to have dickheads. I mean, Joby, I don't know if you told your story last week about encountering you know survivors out of bounds did you did tell, I that, tell that story luke uh, i think you briefly mentioned it oh you should like, tell it oh i know i nearly got into like a biff <laughs> wow you guys had a very different experience of the game i mean i didn't encounter any dickheads <laughs> it's weird maybe um, we're the, maybe <laughs> we're the dickheads we're dickhead <laughs> like like attracts like um <laughs> No, no, I was I was crouched right on the edge of the um the boundary. I don't know if you know if you ever went there, David, but uh, there was an area that you could go to right along the edge, and um yeah, it was on the other side, on one side of the fence, and um basically I'm hiding behind this tree, waiting for I, th- I think it was actually pardon me, I think it was actually uh, Nate's and Luke's group. I was a zombie at this point. I should. Clarify. Oh, it's like right. 20 minutes in. Uh, whatever. And um, <laughs> I'm waiting for our group, my former group, to come up this, this way because I figured that they probably would. I, I wasn't sure which way they'd gone before. But, uh, yeah, I'm waiting for them to come up. And uh, suddenly this dude, uh, I, like, I like hiding behind the tree, looking down the path, and suddenly these darts, like, ping the tree next to me, like, basically a fucking make a halo for me out of uh, darts and then one of them hits me and uh, I turn around and I look and over the fence uh, are these guys with nerf guns and they're like oh gotcha gotcha I'm like hang on what are you talking about and they're like you got you got go respawn take your thing down I'm like no you're out of bounds what are you talking about here like how how did you get me you're out of bounds they're like what no I'm not out of bounds this is the boundary I'm like yeah the fence is the boundary it's literally a boundary. That's how that works. And uh, we sort of, you know, escalated from there. Um, yeah. You know, I was I was uh, not particularly pleasant about how idiotic this guy was because he started he was chipping on a bit more, calling me a cheater. And uh, the moment he called me a cheater, I just sort of, you know, fuck him. Uh, I'll call him an idiot. I'll 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 go all the way on this. And uh, yeah. It was. It was. Well, escalating. you didn't call him a C, so. No, I didn't call him a C. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and C is the. Uh... It's a bad word. It's a bad letter. It's a bad yeah. letter. You just can't say that to people. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, immediately, like you know, once his friends calmed him down to walk on, uh, he went and told the groups down further that there was a zombie waiting, for, and they didn't come out, which fucking sucked. And uh, they wrapped back in in bounds so that they could be back in play, which is just bullshit. Like that is textbook being a dickhead. Like Agreed, you're yeah. out, you're out of bounds. You've walked out of bounds, and you've tried to start a fight with someone over your cheating. What insanity? Yeah, I, I wonder if the issue is so. You know, we're all gamers. You know, yeah. um, uh, we understand rules. We understand uh, how the rules create the setting. Um, and you guys are veterans of this. So every time you come across someone who probably isn't a veteran and for whom rules aren't the point, it really degrades the experience. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like encountering a glitcher or a cheater in a game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Online. Like, and, you know, every I don't think, it, unless you're a cheater or a glitcher, people uh, universally agree, like, that's bad. But mm. in this game, because, and I think it's, again, they, they really need to make a bigger set of rules. Have the simple rule set and then have the bigger one. Um, so that, you know, an- another problem was that um, these zombies, some of these zombies, like, slap really hard. <laughs> That's yes, a, yes, I had heard some instances of that. Of, uh, but you know, the, that's going to happen. You know, I, I paintball pretty regularly. Um, it's when you get that level of competition, person versus person. Uh, yeah, it's very easy to, to lose control. I mean, you guys are getting angry at people, um, and you think you're just tapping someone, but you're running, they're running. The force to actually tag them, you're not even aware of it, and that's before the aggro comes in. Uh, so I don't know how to police that at all. Yeah, I mean, like, it does yeah. say, like, a firm touch. But, I mean, I guess they they get... As, every time they do a Z-Town, you probably saw it, they ask you to fill out a feedback form. Yeah. Um, and, assumedly, a certain proportion of people did that. Joby did it last time. I mm-hmm. wrote 1,500 words or something ridiculous. Oh, wow. I wanted to I wanted to be in-depth. You know, I wanted to say, look, here's mm-hmm. what I enjoyed. Here's what I've really yeah, enjoyed yeah. in the past. Here's what I like that you've changed. And here's a whole bunch of feedback, <laughs> mm-hmm. basically. Um, yeah. And it's not like I expect that, you know, what I wrote, like, why haven't you put what I wrote in the game? But, like, there, there, there's been so little, a few changes between matches, especially recently, mm. apart from the dynamic factions. That was about the, what, the only thing that was different that yeah. time? Yeah. Mm. And, and that, that didn't work too well. Bad change, yeah. And my understanding was that they kind of beta test this stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure that they, they tried out before. <laughs> but how do you... There is no way to beta test this at all. Yeah. I think they just get a smaller group of people and, and try it out in a small space and you know yeah, and, and see if it works. The thing is, the scale changes everything with stuff like this. Absolutely. And the scale that we're talking about, I don't think they're remotely capable of dealing with. Because like, I, 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 cause I've been thinking about this a fucking shitload. And it's, it's one of those things, right? Like, you've you got to think about how they would tackle this if it were a video game and so many things yeah, yeah. about if it were a video game would be unbelievably imposing. Like the mm. thousand players in the one space and like the concept of allowing the players to determine their own fucking in or out. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what definer I guess uh, like you know oh, are you in uh, yeah I'm in like insanity like that kind of shit and then you've got your RP stuff which they are just yeah still not I don't know they, well, they the, have to the keep it they've super got some, light because they've got some very good role playing writers involved I know some of them and yeah. um, I will be chatting to some of them uh, now that I've played it about some ideas but with a thousand people um the minute you get just you know a handful not investing in that la- layer of the game, that layer of the game falls down. Uh, and immersion is one of the, the big things that they have. The fact that this is real life in a real location, that they've got the zombie makeup going on. Uh, so they should be doing everything they can to maintain immersion at all times. Yeah, anything that gets in the way of that should be uh, discarded. Well, see, like, okay, if... Like, I've been thinking exactly about how the, like, they would solve the RP problem. And it would be rigid quests. They need they need an internal economy that isn't fucking completely worthless, which it has been every mm-hmm. single time. Uh, they need an internal economy, and they need 
quests to incentivize those who want to be involved to uh, attain that that currency, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. The um the now I know that there was this whole thing about train tickets to get yep. you out, uh, yep. but that was very poorly communicated. I thought, yeah. um, and it also felt as though, well, if I survive to the end but don't have a train ticket, what's that? Is that a, a, a fail state? Um, there was just so little known about how all of that was working that it was very hard to actually interact with. Yeah, and it, it they, was like, it was the- supposed to be like you had you needed three gold coins. And at one stage, we had a mod walking around giving out gold coins for zombie kills that he spotted. And, and like, I didn't know right. that was a thing until no, we saw him doing it. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but then we, the, the we thing eventually that- walked into, sure. like, towards the end of the game, the, the guy was just handing out train tickets, which Nathan yeah. and myself just picked up. Wow. See, a lot of that seems like it's just dumb luck. And that, that again, that breaks immersion. You know, mm-hmm. you, you want to have some uh, idea of skill is going to get you through the game, not being at the right place with the mod just handing out tickets. Exactly. Yeah, like, what's, what's the incentive game? to do any objectives if you figure, well, at the fucking end, maybe I'll just get the shit I need? That's the very first time we did it, right? They had all sorts of shit, and they had 100% wound back on a lot of it. Like, mm. uh, they had a, you know, the Wombat Pub, yeah, they had a wombat pub of sorts at the very first one we did. <laughs> Anyone who drank there became a zombie after a certain point. Right, it was, a, it was a fucking poison pill. Yeah, yeah. And anyone who drank there became a zombie. And obviously, people who got turned into a zombie that way were probably unhappy. But uh, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Um, ever since then, like that time, Nate and Katie and I were all like, "Nah, I don't think we should do it." And every single time afterwards, we've always been like, "No, nah, I don't think we should do that." Uh, <laughs> just yeah, in case they do it again, but I don't think again. they ever will, no. because I think it's uh, yeah. I think I don't know. I think they're scared, scared to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you've hit on something there that um, you've got these people who are very uh, story and uh, RP focused, which is no bad thing, but you've also got people who just want to come along with their you know their maverick and shoot a few zombies and not get involved. So uh, that that's a problem I don't know how you solve, how you integrate the casual um, Z-Town player and the person who's going along looking for quests and plot and story. And One of the things I was thinking of doing for the next one, provided it's at UCID, for the next one that's at UCID, uh, I want to do, like, a game within Z-Town. Ah, funny you fucking- should mention that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, so uh, one time, um, and this is supremely nerdy, but I figure this is the place to talk about it. Um, so in, uh, I run a, a Star Trek role-playing game, and there is a special forces team on the starship. Um, and so next time, because uh, all the people, uh, all the players in the game have a second character on the special forces team, is oh, yeah. I'm going to get all of them together in costume as an away team on a planet that's being overrun by zombies. And we'll have our own game within the game that just isn't involved with the main plot. Um, you know, we'll have tricorders and all that kind of stuff. And it'll be part of the storyline of my game, uh, but, you know, in a completely different experience. And I think that would make it very interesting because uh, you're essentially running your own little mini freeform in the middle of this larger game. And it wouldn't really impact upon the game either. That's awesome. 
Yeah, exactly. That, that's that's like I was thinking of. You're bringing your own fun. A scavenger hunt, because a scavenger hunt is something that you could scale to a degree, uh, but it's also something that you can keep really small and incentivize each person. So let's say Luke and Nate and Katie and uh, Luke and Dave all wanted to play the scavenger hunt. So that's five people and just assign each of them roles. But I also want to like assign one of them uh, an actual leader uh, thing to force them into different, uh, a different dynamic to what we normally do, which is usually whoever is loudest directs us. Uh, I just think that'd be interesting. And then, um, yeah, have them, have all of you go all over the fucking map, actually hunting yeah, yeah. shit down, as opposed to just hanging out in one spot the whole game. Because then, actually, you're encouraged to go beyond. Encouraged to explore. Yeah, exactly. Because well, I think one of the problems is we don't have any incentive. Like, like you were saying, David, it's always been our fucking, always been our philosophy. Is at the end of the day, you're there to survive. Not yes. to kill zombies. And I get, like, you know, enough time in DayZ, I get bored and I get the itch to kill zombies. But, uh, yeah, like, if you're not hanging around doing fuck all, waiting for a faction to never give you missions, then you'd have mm. actual shit to do. And I think you guys would enjoy it, like, that much more if you were trying to find some shit, trying to work out some shit. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned earlier that the internal economy, I think that's something that could be worked on a hell of a lot as well. Um, because the economy actually doesn't start in the hands of the players. And I think mm. it started in the hands of the players. Like, you know, if – so when you register, you're ge- <clears throat> you get given your dog tag. Imagine you were also given um, uh, a slips of paper that had a clue or an item or something. And now that's going to be difficult to scale for a 1,000 people. But if you're running uh, a free form, which I've, I've done before, which has 40 players, you'll often have that internal economy. One player will want – x of this but the other you know so you you have to talk to people hey i want uh i don't know i want some wolf i want some wolf pelts who has wolf pelts oh that guy yep. has wolf pelts i hear so you actually got a reason to interact uh yeah i think there's ways around it yeah well they, the had, they the had the voting system with like the little skulls yeah why, why not turn that into like a form of currency or um just something but they've like already that. got the gold coins you know so they've got the gold coins but the fact that they were handing them out at random hmm. devalues that currency. Uh, the skulls were interesting, but it was a one-time thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, there needs to be just a little bit more depth. Um, or even if it's just an opt-in kind of thing, you know. So when you sign up, it's like, I want to play a deeper game. It's like, okay, cool, you get this level. Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you guys are saying. There needs yeah. to be a little bit more depth and richness to it. Well, like even last, the last one we went to... Um in uh, Macquarie, they had like these. We went off on this mission, and uh, we had to go to this uh, this area and, and do some stuff. But also, there was like this scavenger hunt thing behind it as well. And we ended up finding these little symbols that you had to go out and get. And then you bring them back to your base, and then that was like more of an incentive to do things. You would, you would get stuff for it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think at one stage Job got like witch repellent or something stupid like that. Yeah, but he didn't really know what it was. Outstanding. Until, but like, yeah. It's- once again, you know, communication failed to really illuminate why what, what I had was valuable. So yeah. that's that's just one of those cases. I think a lot of it could be solved if they really like they hired some 
really good designers and web designers to boost the fucking web app. Yeah. To a point where yeah, yeah. A, it was very reliable because you could do currency on the fucking web app and then you don't have paper. That's and then you point. have something. That's a really good point. In fact, you could have control. that entire economy there. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Wow. But then also having like, um, you know, having QR codes, put them up all around the place and yep. have that as like mm. an incentive to go out and explore and do things. And then as you start g- collecting these QR codes, because I thought there was some sort of QR system, QR code system in the app, but. I don't know what happened with it this time. There, there is well, there's the QR codes on the dog tags, so yeah, some of that is in there. But it's interesting you talk QR codes because then why not go the next step and actually get some augmented reality into the game? Go to yeah. this location, bring up your smartphone, scan around to find the thing, and there it is. Well, I guess the other thing they don't want p- people doing is looking at their phones the entire time, because then you run into situa- situations True. where people but, are but the losing thing. their you've phones got, or you've got getting- the web app. Yeah, you've got the web app, so you are looking at your phone all the time. And, yeah, and people are looking at their phones are not looking at zombies, which is literally what you need to have happen at the start of the game is people like worried about looking at their phones, looking for zombies, yes. yeah. giving zombies opportunities because like no, no joke. I was walking around the uh, behind the organizers and uh, he was uh, there was I think there was an hour left. I think I messaged uh, Nate, Katie, and uh, Luke at one point. Yeah. I'm like, guys, there's like half. The zombies have only hit half, and yeah. there's an hour left. They're sending in more invincibles. Mm. Um, I was walking behind the fucking organizers, and they said straight up, well, okay, so we need how many? We need like, I think we need 150 every half an hour if we're going to actually finish properly. So, uh, make more invincibles. <laughs> like that's that's the best solution. Uh, got. But if it never if it never gets to the situation where they need to tip like that, then mm. they don't. That's not a problem, yeah. right? And like then, they just and then what's an invincible? Like, how do exactly, I know yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that this person yelling at me is not making shit up? Yeah, because yeah, I heard a lot of people saying that. It's like, oh, this guy said he was an invincible, but I, as I understood it, there were only a handful of those. Yeah. And if they're suddenly introducing, wow, okay, that is deeply problematic. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why if their app worked properly, or their radio, then you yeah. can spread that information. You could go on and find uh, what the invincibles look like. I mean, we all know that one looks like a witch, but then the NPCs can get turned, and it's not always evident straight away. I got out in the first. Oh, right game because one of my NPCs became a, a boss. And I mean, I was dead anyway because we got overrun, but he was running at me and I'm mm. shooting him. He's like, you can't kill me. I'm invincible. Yeah. Or just <laughs> even let me know. I'm like, oh, okay. Like give them different color headbands and just put the message out on the app saying anybody that you see with a yellow colored headband or a fucking yep. fluoro pink headband, they're an invincible. And at least and we know so- them. Yeah. yeah. In some cases, you know, the, the invincible methodology is great because, you know, the bride, for instance, um, yeah, you know, just so obviously wrong. You just want to stay away from them. But when they start introducing in, uh, invincibles later in the day, and it's like just a guy in jeans, hmm. it's just not. It, again, it breaks down that that sense of immersion they've worked so hard to build in the first half of the day. Yeah, yeah, make some characteristics yeah, and, behind them. And you want to get out fairly. I think I think that's a thing. It's a common complaint amongst us is that like there's so many times when you see someone get out, or where you get out, or a friend of yours gets out because of just some bullshit. 
like a mm. zombie claiming that they weren't hit or Job that one year where that guy was starting to pull his ribbon around his neck and then yep. we'll just reach for you like, oh, I'm out. And then, you know, just stuff like that where it's like, you know what? Mm. I'm okay with a spectacular death or a death that I think is fair, but you get really, really like fed up when it's just this bullshit thing. And then someone just decides to go, no, no, I got you. I got you. And then just kind of reaches for your, your it's what killed Daisy, right? Is Mm. bullshit deaths, right? To hackers, to stairs, a lot of stairs, uh, to, (laughs) to rocks, uh, or to zombies that can hit you through walls. Shit like that. Yeah, Bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. Kills a game like this faster than anything else. Yeah, because no, you've got permadeath right. mechanic. Yeah, like, exactly. Permadeath is a great, like, tension builder. And, oh, yes. You know, but, but we know, like, from experience, that the first two hours is going to be boring. That the most fun we're going to have is kind of walking around and trying to figure out bits of the plot that they're not very good at telling us um, that maybe we might encounter a zombie or two or another faction that we can get into a fight with, or hopefully we can mm. get given a mission that we don't have to line up 20 minutes for because their machines broke down. And they're inputting everything manually instead of using the QR scan. It's like, it's just every year something goes wrong technically, like with the okay. back end and it just doesn't, yeah, it yeah. doesn't get fixed. And you're just like, I can see you get little hints of this potential of this, a big story or something they've put time and effort into and, you know, got actors like acting the little hearts out and dressed up Mm. to the nines as amazing NPCs. And you don't, you don't get to experience most of it. And I'm like, no, you don't, you, you, you barely see half the the plot. If that. Yeah. Which which seems like a waste, not just for the organizers and the players, but for like the people doing those roles who are part of the story. It's, it's part of the nature of the beast. When you write something on this scale is that, uh, you only ever see the tip of the iceberg. Uh, no one can ever see the entire plot. There is no way to present all of that plot to all X many players because if there is a way, it then becomes theatre. You have to stop the game and go, hey, look at this, guys. Um, so trying to combine uh, the freeform choice, which is at the heart of Z-Town, with that theatrical element is always going to be a rocky road. Mm. But I mean, like the, the thing that I go back to, like I agree um, about it being a, a fine line, but I think that the issue that I have is that they keep talking about this app, you know, get the app, listen to the radio. And so we've had dedicated, <laughs> yeah. you know, radio players in the past, you know, in the past. No, Luke totally. and, like, and, and then we just sort of stopped doing that in the last couple mm. of games because we found that it didn't work or the notification system wasn't, you know, updating or the app yeah, was crashing. Yeah. And it's like, I find that like, if that was a system that kind of, could dynamically push shit out to like yes. whether it's quests or missions or just news updates like there's another mm. invincible on the field or yellow base has fallen or something or it even if there was something crazy part of the narrative where you could actually like take over a radio station and send out your own sort of stuff i don't know that's probably too far beyond what's happening and now a walk in the black forest yeah, but like if you, if you were able to send misinformation by controlling a point of interest that was like say Ooh, yeah. high risk reward close to another faction or close to the zombie base, mm. and that way you're able to go, hey, everyone, go to red. They're about to fall, and lure people into a trap. Like yeah, yeah, that stuff. Like a, a feeling like you have an impact. I think on on the world. Is yeah, important. that's that's interesting, and I think I think we're coming at this from pretty much the same angle uh, as as gamers. Um, yeah. You know, we, we, we want it to feel like the games that we play, and that's always going to be hard people of varying um, uh, uh, um, 
interest and dedication to the game. You guys are obviously dedicated. Um, you saw, you know, the way I dressed up. I really yeah. wanted to get into it, and I'm, I'm going to keep going. Um, but you know, so you want to cater to those guys, but you also want to cater to the guys who rock up and are never going to come again. But do you mm. think for the casual player that like the reason that they turn up is not for the sorts of things that we're talking about and complaining about and wanting to improve? Mm. But they're, they're turning up to just shoot zombies, see how many yeah, zombies actually get, see how long they can survive. So that core game is always going to be there. And even yeah. if they didn't have a narrative and they just said, you know what, we're free forming it. We've got ten zombies, nine hundred and ninety survivors. You get tagged. Go, go. Yeah, like that would still be a fun game. But they keep trying to elevate it, and I'm all for them elevating it. I just have seen them try to do it so many times and we get to the end of these games and we just, we don't know what's going on and we're confused or we're dissatisfied about some part of it that just doesn't feel fair, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I got to admit, I, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I still think that I thought the day was outstanding, but that's obviously my first uh, attempt at it. I can see the flaws, but the flaws aren't pissing me off yet. Yeah. Yeah, that was the same for us. Hey, Joby, like I, I think my first... Uh, my first match was my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. And that was, you know, you, you sort of forgave a lot. But, like, we we had a lot of tense standoff moments. We mm. had an area that this group, and I think they were there again, they, they called themselves the Russians and they spoke with Russian accents and they boarded, like, they kind of barricaded up an area that they called Stalingrad. So, so that they um, bought their own... Exactly what, what Job and I were talking about, bringing your own story, yeah. whether the treasure hunt or bringing in your own yeah. group of characters. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. That, that should be encouraged. And, and like, there was a lot of distrust initially, and we weren't allowed to be, you know, kind of part of their group. They kept us away, and we were happy to just sort of stand on the corner, knowing that our backs were being covered by a big group of guys with better guns than what we had. Um, mm-hmm. But then, when the shit started hitting the fan, and the lights went down, and it was Zombie City, like that all went out the window, and it was like a rallying spot for survivors. And I think we went back there three, four times after it got. Mm-hmm you know, invaded by zombies and a bunch of us would escape and most of us wouldn't and reset, reset, reset. One of my favorite moments, probably my favorite Z-Town moment was <laughs> screaming at Joby to run while he's <laughs> cowering in a corner, like trying to stay invisible because they came in from multiple sides and there was no way that he was going to get out of there because it was out of bounds on one yeah, side. Yeah. And you got out of there, didn't you, Joby? <laughs> I did. I got out of there by hiding like a child. <laughs> um, like, seriously, yeah, they crouched down behind this wall, like behind this corner in the dark with a gun pointed up. Like, I'm full blown crouching. My quads are fucking screaming. <laughs> and uh, I was like that for like 10 to 15 minutes until this security guard walks around the corner and he looks at me with this look of just pure, just what is going on? Like, <laughs> He, he couldn't couldn't work out whether he was amused or disgusted in me. But, uh, he, goes, he was dismused. Mate, they're all gone. <laughs> and, uh, I walked out. It's pretty good. Um, but you know, that's the thing. It's sure there's there's a lot of uh, could have been better and might have been involved. But uh, I'd, I'd much rather Zed Town exist in its current form than not exist at all because it still throws up those moments. I think uh, that you yeah. could not get in any other way. Yeah, yeah, but I, I see them trying to continually reach for, for greatness and not fixing lots of little things, including the hmm. stupid fucking PDF rules. Like, just lots of little things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 you know, starting time where they allow, they allow two hours for people to register regardless of how much bigger the game gets every time. It's just like two right. hours, you know. Oh, right. Make sure yeah. 
turn up on time. And it's like, well, guys, you got more people. So unless you've somehow magically like doubled the lines or whatever, like we're not getting to start on time. And it's just kind of like the running joke now of like, I went and got food and 10 minutes before we were supposed to be starting. That's when I started eating. Yeah. I'm like, we're not starting on time. Yeah, well, we went to the <laughs> pub. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And didn't come back till three. Uh, what because, do you guys yeah. think of the, um, the, the no modded nerf weapon thing? I get why they uh, do it. Yeah. Um, but like my thing is, I was thinking about this the other day because we saw some pretty heinous headshots, but with a nerf gun, I would argue every headshot is accidental. Um, yeah. Even if you're aiming for it and you get it, you're probably more like, holy shit, that worked? Yeah. Because um, <laughs> it's the so smallest that, part of the body. You don't want to be hitting them on the head. Yeah, you shoot exactly. some mass because you want the best chance of landing a hit. Uh, mm. But we we were running in this sort of this uh, soul zombie lady ran and she was trying to get a straggler and then this dude just kind of flick shot and hit her beside the eye. Yeah. And you know, we all he, was, stopped. he just, he felt so bad. Everyone was like, Oh my yeah. God, are you okay? I think they should encourage, um, like shooting glasses, honestly, or some well, sort of the funny glasses. thing is that they actually say, bring eye protection, bring some oh, do they? of, hmm. yeah, they do, but barely oh, anyone oh. does. Um, yeah, well, they should uh, definitely be my, my stylish aviators weren't just to look good. <laughs> But then the the sun goes down and uh, oh yeah, then the aviators come off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, you're absolutely right. And the fact is that you know you've got people who are using a mix of darts. Um, so holy shit, kush darts, guys! You've got to get on board that stuff. Uh huh. But like these, yeah, are those, the, these are those ones you had are they the special ones? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah they're amazing. Uh, but also the tip of them is this weird dimpled thing, and frankly, I would not want to get hit in the eye with that. Yeah, but, you know, it's not a, it's not a mod, um, and the run the game have implicitly said, yeah, the Kush darts are fine. Oh, right, all um, oh, right, yeah, and there are some darts they've said no to, which are harder tipped. Um, Hard tips, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, Chinese yeah, darts. I've, I've fallen down to Chinese darts like so hard. Oh, we, we um, do it for every game, but they they should like the argument for modded guns or even darts that hit hard is very strong because the amount of times you hit people and they don't even have to be cheaters. Like they, they genuinely just don't feel it. Um, so you're not really ready to call them a cheater, but at the same time you're frustrated because you know, you hit them if you're tracking your darts properly. Um, and then what do you do? You just go, okay, I've got to shoot you again. I've I've changed targets now because I hit you kind of hoping you would have felt it. And then when the sun goes down, it's crazy. Like you all bets are off. You can't can't track your darts. Beyond what two meters are like dark blue yeah. and stuff mostly. So yeah, I, I uh, one of the sites I, I discovered recently had um, Velcro tip darts, which again you wouldn't oh. want to get shot with, but they stick to you. Yeah, so that's good. Or paint or something on the tips. I don't know how you'd, you'd fix yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But... Look, it's a, it's a problem because they're playing in public spaces. You don't want anything which can mark anything. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, Earth yeah, is the best solution for that. You don't want you know people stuff that can mark clothing as well. Um, yeah, but. Uh, but you know, because because you know the, the the no mods is ostensibly because they they don't want stuff which gives an unfair advantage, and yet they're happy to have people who come along with just a hammer shot versus people to like yourself, Nathan, who has the latest fully automatic chain fed um, jamming piece of shit. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No, it's amazing when it works, but um, it jammed at some very inconvenient times, which is why I was carrying a second primary. Um, and yeah. to be honest. Like, like, on my, I love the idea of um, going full Boondock Saints Il Duce and carrying six, seven, eight hammer shots because those things are yes. so accurate and oh, they they're are. so easy to fire one-handed. Yep, yep. 
Yeah. Um, and that the more games you play, the more you realize that like carrying around a thousand blasters or carrying around the blaster that fires the fastest or fires fully automatic and that 35 round drum, like it's not as uh, good as one that shoots straight and true and far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was fucking sniping pricks with my hammer shots. Um, <laughs> like I pinged some dudes from well beyond the range they expected the gun to fire. And nice. uh, once it once it travels past about ten meters, it really is a shit show. Like that, like it's got no momentum anymore, so the wind will take it wherever the fuck it wants. So yeah, you yeah. can like curl, <laughs> not on purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can yeah, curl yeah. bullets. bullets. <laughs> wanted, <laughs> yeah, wanted style. Nice. Uh, yeah, you're not like flicking it there, but uh, yeah, it'll happen, and uh, everyone gets fucking surprised when that happens. Um, I, uh, I th- look, I. There are some mods that are probably going too far, but um, I, I don't think that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really agree with the no modding rule. To be honest, um, especially think, as it's so badly enforced. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, look, I'll admit, and hopefully no mods are listening to this. I had overvolted <laughs> batteries in my demolisher, so. But what is what is that like? What does that even do? Is that a mod? Though? It's just well, the thing is that they, they say no internal modifications because people they get you know uh, upgunned engines and yeah. new flywheels and stuff like this. Uh, these are yeah. overvolted batteries. I've, I've got the American just, style springs in my hammer shots. Mm. Uh, so the hammer shots they sell in Australia have weaker springs than in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, like how do you how do you actually enforce that? It's it's almost one of those. If you can't enforce the law, don't enforce it. You know, don't yeah. make it law because it's just useless. And also, like, like I um, I did an internal mod on my strife, and that was mm-hmm. removing a piece that is known to make it jam more often. Um, that's well, that's an internal mod. That's technically against. I know. The, so the rest. Yeah. Technically, yeah. I cheated, but like in the same breath, I could have just used tape to tape it down as a temporary mm-hmm. solution semi-external because yeah, yeah. it sits in the jam door um, and that would have been okay but I'm like you know what no I'm sick of this gun jamming like yeah. it's an actual design flaw um, yeah. from Nerf like a Nerf gun and the piece is redundant so I pulled it out and I had way less jams <laughs> yeah so yeah I mean I guess technically there you go I, I had an internally modded gun yeah, yeah you did yeah um, I yeah I, I don't agree I don't re- agree with it as a rule to be honest because uh, but that said, there are definitely some, like, I saw a fucking mod where uh, someone changed a rapid strike into a uh, hose-fed um, machine. Yep. And yep. Uh, hilarious, probably outside of the spirit of the game. Yes, but I think, I think <laughs> rather than have s- a, rather than have like a blanket no modded, no, no internal mods, I think they yeah. should have specific. We don't allow these mods. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, that's far more uh, useful. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Just say like we don't allow. Yeah, um, over, over. Uh, sorry, uh, overpowered motors for uh, automatics or something like that because it fires at a rate that we find is unfair, um, like to zombies or something like that. Because to be honest, right? If the hyperfire that I was using was one hundred percent reliable. I would probably argue that it could be banned 
in the future because yeah. it's but, but it's too far, so, so many fucking times. <laughs> the, 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 the the survivors I saw being taken down and the way I got taken down didn't even get to fire off a shot. It was perfect ambushes. So yep. that whole, you know, rate of fire wins really doesn't come out. And I saw guys who are using slide action um, stuff, you know, nailing zombies to live long day. Uh, the, the rate of fire and, and distance, it's really not that important to the way the game works. Sometimes. Like, uh, if you... if you'd Just a sniper. Got, if you'd gone to see how the... Uh, how the russians handled shit uh they were at the game um and they go full milsim full fucking covering quadrants shit like that yeah yeah, like people were only able to get to them because Mm. they set up their new stalingrad literally around the corner from the second zombie spawn and they had no fucking idea they'd done it <laughs> and so they were unable to handle the numbers inevitably yeah. if they'd set up somewhere relatively sane they would have pro- I, I don't think anyone could have ever gotten overwhelmed them because they were too too competent at holding a quadrant you'd need mass mass coordination between zombies to actually encircle yeah. them and then overwhelm them yeah yeah. That's one of those situations. Like, I can, I have definitely seen fire rates like as a spectacular yeah. tool. But uh, ambushes are the key way to get kills as a zombie. I like yeah. I uh, last time when I became a zombie and I got Dave Cheng, um, hmm. I was like full blown in the mentality of a fucking of a predator on the fucking Serengeti. Like you're not trying to get <laughs> majestic you're not trying as fuck. To- <laughs> oh no i mean like a hyena on the serengeti uh, you're not trying to get like the fucking you're not trying to get the good shit in the middle you're trying to get the idiot that's straight away from the pack and you're like yeah he's weak and he now will die and so uh, that's like that's how you gotta think when you're a zombie so like if you can sneak up with them and get them while they're not looking fuck it that's the that's the dream um but yeah uh, uh so so here's a question um uh I've got to admit, I'm really not interested in, in the zombie part of the game. Do you guys always, when you get tagged, go zombie? I do. No, never have. I don't know what that feels like. It's either, up, it's either too close to the end of the day. <laughs> oh, or... what was that, Luke? You uh, you you don't know what it's like to be tagged? <laughs> no, <laughs> I've I've gotten out the last two, and the the first two I got out with like 20 minutes left or 30 minutes left. So. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I, I I got tagged in the last half hour, and by the how time did you I, die? Tell us how you died, David. I um, so my mate and I we just avoided a witch. It was just getting into dark, and we were like, "Oh, thank fuck! Let's walk through this shadowy, dark car park." <laughs> what the fuck? There is even a passage in the zombie survival guide which says, "At, at night, avoid car parks." Um, and there were two women just crouched in between cars, and oh. they pounced me. Um, very politely, uh, and and I, I was done, and I was like, "Wow!" Uh, and, and it just—I keep thinking about the fact that having survived one thing, we relaxed and died, um, yep. and that was fascinating. So that's one aspect of the game I love as well. You know, you're trying to be alert for four hours, four or five hours, and realizing how hard that is is uh, is interesting. Yep, it's quite draining. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, which is why when you get out in the last hour, half hour, you're usually rooted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, last- I, so I got back to Zombie Spawn and I'm bundling up all my gear and I'm realizing I'm going to have to bag check this, which means yep. I'm going to bag check it. I've got to stand in that line. Um, then I'm going to go out, be a zombie for 15 minutes and then stand back in the line to get my gear. Uh, nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Too hard. I do the zombie thing, but that also, but it, but also messes with the numbers, you know. So I feel kind of bad about it, but mm. uh, yeah. I, I do the zombie thing because uh, the last two times I've gone out early enough that it seemed like a decent use yes. of my time. Yeah, if I went early, hey, why'd you get out early, Joe? <laughs> well, the last two times, Nathan, actually, really interesting. The last two times, oh, I okay. could have sworn I had people. Watching my back, and then it turned out that nobody was watching my back, and I was gotten from behind by a zombie when I was certain there are at least more than a dozen humans behind me. Really weird, because when I said that this is what happened at Macquarie, you guys were all like, no, that can't have happened, that can't have happened, oh, Joe, you're so shit. And then it happened... Again, which is just odd. I don't know. I didn't hey. say that. I said it kind right. of happened because there was a guy running down a like a pathway that was two people wide, and there was seven people firing darts down it. <laughs> like that didn't make sense. And they said they got him, and he disagreed. Yeah. Um, no, no, but- I, 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 that was that was actual, just genuine bullshit. Um, <laughs> that was the sort of that was the sort of shit we've been talking about. You know, shitty yes. ways to get killed. But um, mm. no, this one was uh, David. You. You've got no idea. We worked so hard. Oh, yeah, so you, you, you got tagged in the first 20 minutes at, at uh, the, le- the recent one? Yeah, pretty much. No, no, no. no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, no, yes. Rough. 82 minutes left in the game when I got right. tagged. Yep. Um, but uh, we Not were... Not that you're counting or anything. Uh, yeah. Pretty much after we finished lining up for factions and doing the yeah, voting yeah. system. Basically the start. Pretty much the start. <laughs> The amount of times, see, I was I was the rear guard, right, for our group, and the amount of times these motherfuckers would leave me on a point and be all like, "Yeah, we're coming back," and then they wouldn't come back. Very (laughs) high. I remember Uh, Joe walking off by himself. For me, that's how Joe died by a zombie. That's not. That's not what was happening. I was all I was very clear <laughs> about telling you guys what I was doing every single time I did it, and you guys would just be like, "Yeah, cool." And then I turn around, and you're all fucking gone. I'll be like, you, "When you walk through the fucking food court," and I'm, I'm like, "I'll stay here. You guys are coming back, right?" And you're all like, "Yeah, yeah, we're coming back. We're just going to see if there's the blues in here." And then you go in, and you go out the other side of the fucking food court. Don't come get Jobo, do you? And Jobo has to fucking walk back. Gets a couple of blue kills. That's all good. But, uh, yeah, was pretty con- uh, con- concerned for a little while there because, uh, yeah, everyone had disappeared. And then when I showed up, everyone was like, oh, look who's decided to join us. <laughs> like, somehow it was on me. Yeah. Such bullshit. I think it was on you, to be honest. No, it wasn't on me. I don't me. remember that conversation at all so anyway the way i died um we picked up a large group of survivors a mass of survivors about 30 survivors maybe 25 survivors um just going from point to point and working out that we we were trying to make it down to the oval and we worked out as we were going that uh every time we went down a path there were like more zombies than we figured we could handle down there like 10 to 15 and then another path and it's like 
15 to 20 and we're like oh fuck um and every time we did this we'd pick up another group of straggling fuckwits and uh so our group itself like it started out just the four of us and then it was eight and then 15 and then 20 and 25 as we continue to find more places to not go down because there's shitloads of zombies there and so we wind up going back to this set of stairs that we know is a solid choke point and uh, i'm standing there as the rear guard uh and i fire down the uh stairs to make some zombies back off and another zombie who's already at the top of the stairs sprints around the corner and stops when I point my gun at him, and uh, I can I'm I'm yelling like hold hold it's just one it's just one, and uh, I figured that worked. But uh, then um, I'm having a bit of a standoff with uh, this zombie at the top of the who's already at the top of the stairs, and uh, you know the ones at the bottom of the stairs are thinking better than to to come at me. And then the dude at the top of the stairs looks at me and smiles. And then he looks over my uh, left shoulder <laughs> and uh, I turn and uh, I engage. I, I should have had my fucking, I should have my motor already engaged, but I didn't. And uh, I engage my gun and because uh, I hear the fucking footsteps. I hear the footsteps of a zombie. And I got to be clear to you, over my left shoulder is where I was convinced there were 24 humans. Convinced? Well, there's your problem when checking. But also, well, you said I wasn't checking. <laughs> Wait. They were random fuckwits. Well, they weren't all random fuckwits. Three of them were my friends. Yeah, where were they, Joey? That's what I thought. They were... Where were they? Well, according to Luke... According to Luke, he went off running after a zombie. <laughs> he did. <laughs> And I was leading the ragtag group of fuckwits that tried to run away when we stopped them. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I've got a big voice. You're all following me. If you, like, hold formation and point your guns outwards, they won't come at us. Now walk yeah, towards yeah. the spurs. So I was at the front, and I went turned around, and I saw Joby by himself. I'm like, oh, he's all right. <laughs> and I turned back <laughs> to see what's happening in front. And then I turned around to a tirade from Joe. <laughs> <laughs> this chick was hiding in a corner that 25 people had walked past, that, but nobody yeah. had actually checked this corner. And yeah. so she, like, it was spectacular play on her behalf. Uh, it sounds like just, probably the same woman who got me. It sounds like just extreme patience. You know, she, gonna, yeah. Yeah, yeah, slow played the shit out of it. But yeah, uh, yeah I was uh, the worst, like, I would have killed her. But my humper fire jams as I swung around. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Cool. Um, You're good. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I died. And apparently that's on me. Yeah. It was. Um, yep. I, I told the story. Sorry. What's that? Oh, I was going to say, I told. Go to the- <laughs> One at a time. I'll go. I was going to say He's that um, I told the story last week, Nathan, where we were in that hiding spot and that one zombie just walked past us and then <laughs> and then went into that dead end and we're like, that's a fucking dead end. Like, where'd he go? Because <laughs> he was gone yeah. for like 30 seconds or a minute. <laughs> he just walked past. He's the most chill guy. Just kind of like watching us out of the side of his eye. Like just, you know, out walking the dog, basically. Yeah. Just wanders over. And we're like, what? Did he see us? Like, did he see us? That's a dead end. There's no one going yeah. over there. If he's seen us, we're dead. So, <laughs> <laughs> ended up 
we ended up chasing him down and shooting him, but he didn't run, and I popped him in the head, um, and he just kind of chilled, just walked kept off. casually walking. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna tell everyone that we're there. Yeah, yeah, he's probably a scout, but also it's just like you know, he just can't be asked running and figures he'll just get people or he won't. Yeah, it was just weird that he kind of went off into this corner, and then we're like, where the fuck did he go? Like, there's there's nothing around there. <laughs> but also, that's one of those emergent things, you know. That's that's like. A real zombie, you know. It's like I can't fathom this guy's behavior. What's going on? Ah, um, that and that's lovely. You know, these little weird pieces of storytelling uh, that could not be created in any other way than getting a thousand people on a with toy guns. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Their imagined stories, fantastic. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's when they really try to push hard on the embedded and yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really get to see any of it, and even after you discuss it with ten, twenty people, you're like. You still can't piece together what the fuck was happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, like that's a missed true. opportunity. Yeah. In fact, oh, that, maybe maybe there needs to be um, so in uh, role playing. Um, there's the idea of the debrief uh, and a, and a chance for everybody to tell their stories. Mm-hmm. So maybe what this needs is at the end of the game, all the players uh, get emailed. Here's what was going on. So at yeah. least you get a, a shape of the story, what they were trying to do. That'd be cool. Yeah, but like even yeah, that, or, where or we. Even a rep- a report um, of, of how it ended because I still don't know how it ended. I think they We've sent an email up. last time, but yeah, I, I don't know this time they've done anything about it. But like talking about mm. like role playing, um, when we tried to do stop the votes and yeah, uh, <laughs> like our, our our gang or like uh, their I don't know their description was like you know everybody loves a bad guy type thing and then when we mm. went and tried to do that we got yeah, told off yeah. for doing that like no you guys can't and I think that's, that's, do that that's a deep that's deeply flawed the yeah. fact that you've you've thought in character to go ah there's a vote we'll rig it yeah that should be rewarded not stepped on um, but um yeah. we weren't told off though that was an npc who was yelling at us um and probably invincible, which is why we listened. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a bit of a problem. Oh, I mean, like like they were just they just said that they would shoot us if we stopped people voting, but we stopped a good amount of people voting, and uh, we won the election. So, all round, good job, gents. <laughs> Did I? I, I don't oh know God, if you know. Yeah. I don't know if you know why we won the election. Oh, it wasn't because of that. It's because uh, every time we went back to our base, I was filling my pockets up with the voting chits. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> That's and amazing. J-Ob. What? Yeah. It's classic J-Ob. <laughs> I, I remember oh, when I told us we weren't allowed to rig the election. I'm like, fuck this. We are definitely rigging this election. <laughs> I can't, we right, had, like- now, right now, someone's listening to this. Like a, a Z-Town mod is listening to this going, and they're, they're underlying... J-O-B Gilroy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If only we could spell his name, we'd know how to ban him. We, um... <laughs> like... We had three times as many chits as any... as the next closest group. <laughs> we got kudos for it. What the at fuck? the end. <laughs> but that didn't yeah. attribute to anything, right? Like, they didn't tell us what that yeah. was. Here's a good point. What, what did it actually um, change about the game? Nothing. Right. Our... Our guy was going to be voted mayor, so I was like, yeah. "That's probably a good thing for our faction." But then, what that impacted ultimately Actions didn't matter anyway. And yeah, yeah, so like, that, yeah, always how it happens is that it reaches a point and factions don't matter anymore. And yeah, 
It's because it's because ultimately faction bases are safe zones, and they need to eliminate safe zones to really start to cascade the amount of zombies that can yes. ramp up. Yeah, you're so, right. and I must admit, um, one of the most chilling moments that I found in the game was like, okay, we're going to head to uh, the blue safe zone, come around a corner, and it's gone, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. That's always a good moment when you think you're, uh, yeah, near safety. Uh, it gets disappeared on you, but yeah. Um, I, I, you were saying, David. I think you were asking if um, will you play again? Yeah, I, I will. Uh, but uh, preferably at New Sydney. I might if they do another one at Homebush. I could probably be convinced, but not at Macquarie, and probably not at UNSW. I, okay, I really like UNSW, but that's the first one I played at, so I've got no comparison. Too many stairs. Yeah, I like that. I really uh, liked that. You're a crazy person. <laughs> um, did you guys track how much you ran or how much ground you covered during the day? Uh, I think my fitness tracker on my phone tracked it. Um, yeah. and, was and, uh, I think it was 18,500 yeah, steps. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I, I covered like 18 kilometers. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it was insane. And, but you don't notice it because you're walking and then you're sprinting and you're, you're strolling and um, yeah, it's like wow. If I can do that every two two week every two weeks, like that's the ultimate fun fitness regime as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, it'd be pretty good. Hmm. Um, Nathan, did you want to talk about how you got out or? Oh, I gave up my tags. It's no amazing story there. Um, <laughs> Katie got out, what? and she's usually not happy about that so i decided to <laughs> take one ah uh, yep. give it up little did i Literally. know 20 meters away was salvation yeah little did good 20 meters um yeah so uh pretty much straight after nathan got out uh i found the train um and then we escorted the train for uh i don't know a couple hundred meters and then after that mm. we made it made it out we so we finished you made it out. Yeah, yeah. There's probably about ten of us, I think. Outstanding, or fantastic. Yeah. It's great. I wish I Did had been satisfying. Um, I don't know, like because to <laughs> get out, we just were given tickets, like yes, and we just yeah. happened to be at the right place at the right time, and then we happened to go in the right direction. Um. Mm. So, I don't know, like, I, the best part about probably the whole end of that day was we basically escorted this train and then they had to refuel it. And then while we were mm. refueling it, that's when we were getting attacked by zombies. The the the, um, uh, the the conductor was like, all right, you guys are now no longer invincible. The zombies can attack you. And then we had to, like, hold off zombies for, like, two or three minutes while- they were refueling, mm. and then after that, then they were like, "All right, you guys have made it. You're now you're now safe. Um, you guys have finished the game. We're going to escort you down to the oval or the end part." Wow, yeah. uh, and that was pretty much it. But yeah, pretty much like just being at the right place at the right time. We didn't know where we we're supposed to be. We just said, "Well, there's 30 minutes left. We should we should go out and figure out what we're supposed to do." Uh, and that's what Nathan. And See, I, I wonder if if there are players, and it'd be impossible to track this, who are at the wrong end of the university. Yeah. Uh, who can't get to that end point. So what happens when the game ends and they survive? Yeah, that was us last game. Yeah. <laughs> like last game, yeah. That, that's what happened to us. Hiding in a creek bed 
waiting for the kind of heads up about where the evacuation zone was on the app or the radio, mm. uh, which didn't happen. And then five minutes after the game was due to end, we kind of just got a text from Jody saying, yeah, it's done, guys. What are you doing? We're like, is that a trap? What? No, it wasn't. <laughs> We'd um, missed out. Yeah. So we survived, but we didn't actually uh, evacuate. <laughs> yeah. Not as satisfying at all. Mm. Which sucked. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. It's, a, it's a weird uh, uh, byproduct of that evacuation mechanic is if you're not if you can't find that point, if you're not engaged with the game at that point, um, it, you need to win or lose. It's this weird middle ground. I, unless you want to say, I'm going to claim this place. This is my own. Maybe that's your story. I don't know. But I actually don't have a problem. Like, I don't see why, what would the negative be of them not telling everyone where the evacuation zone is? Um, mm. Making that, like, common knowledge. Because there's obviously going to be a lot of zombies around it. So massive risk reward of getting there anyway. It's not like it's a walk in the park to get to the evacuation zone. You're not invincible. Mm. Um, and it drives more people towards where the zombies are because that's where they have to go to win. So I don't understand the whole cryptic idea behind their evacuation zones half the time. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right. Any final thoughts on this one? Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I will definitely be going back. Um, I will definitely uh, be considering my loadout and uh, talking with the, the guy I play with about, okay, we are not going to relax. We are never walking through a car park ever again. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, it was my first one. So, like, maybe four or five games in, I'll be where you guys are at. I hope not. But <laughs> but not. also the thing is, I, I want to engage with these guys. And I want to say, hey, you here. I want to try and help make this better. Uh, but, but also, I don't stop being a player. So, yeah, that's yeah. the thing, right? Is that we we know they listen. They've they've told us they listen to this podcast, and they mm. we've we've been talking about it for you know two years now, and uh, things we've suggested or, or, or issues that we've brought up just don't seem to be getting fixed. Really basic stuff. Um, Look, I, I can I can only imagine um, having written games for well, uh, like only forty people, which is small, but. As, as you go from like a, a tabletop game with five people to a, a free form with 40 to a nebulous thing, thousand, mm. how do you address these issues in a way that satisfies everyone? Yeah. Uh, and it's quite possible that the four of us have very niche um, desires from the game and very high, high expectations as well. So it's, it's a challenge for them, I can imagine. Yeah, that's true. But on the other, like on the, on the flip side, I suppose, like we are one of the primary uh, like sources of, of communicating about this game. I, I don't think anyone gets anyone gives the game as much coverage as, as the gap has because uh, yeah. we've been to all of them. So um, and we talked about them on all the podcasts every single time. Yeah. So uh, we've just spoken uh, about three and a half hours about this single event. <laughs> like we're definitely like we're definitely. Uh, on top of at least the the, fun- the way the game functions, and we have s- ideas on how how it definitely could be better. Like if they wanted more input, I I would definitely yeah, talk to them we, about we've, it. Further. We've not it's, it's, we've not had any f- feedback from them to say, oh, like we've listened to your show. Um, can we pick your brains for whatever? And then maybe then like 
Um, you know, well, you should invite one of them onto your podcast. You know, actually have a live chat about it. That'd be interesting. Oh, but that'd feel we like were- an ambush or something. I'd rather talk to them. You know, <laughs> just I was actually going to invite them on this one, but. That's exactly what I was afraid of it sounding like an ambush because I know Nate isn't happy about it and yeah. I know Luke but was- But it's not an ambush. I mean, you know, it's like, hey, we we are interested in what you're doing and we want to talk to you about what you're doing. We want to help make what you're doing better and to be mm. honest. We're all journalists of one stripe or another. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's you know, the thing, right? When you, critique, when you critique video games, you think about, well, why- Maybe they thought about this reason. Like, why didn't they oh, do the yes, game this that's way? What I'm trying to say. They thought about yeah. it, but maybe they haven't. We like it. We don't know. But uh, at least, you but could they, give them they ideas. may have. They, they may have a deeper understanding that we lack. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I wish I'd say that. You know, like honestly, because th- th- it's the weird thing of what was it two or three times in a row, Joby, when you went out to get up here um, to register that there was that same lady going, "Oh yeah." listen to your show and there's kind of like it's left hanging and ominous and i wish you'd just kind of say <laughs> oh, wow, you know okay. what there's there's actually reasons why we haven't done all of those things um send me an email or like would love to chat about it or something like or just some sort of idea that kind of what we're talking about has been considered and run through and like but have but have work? you asked them you know like Maybe. actually said come on chat with us <laughs> no because I like I know you say it wouldn't seem like an ambush, but if I were asked onto a podcast like an and, and then they spent ninety minutes berating me, uh, I'd feel like it was an ambush. Yeah. Um, Good point. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we. Uh, yeah. Don't think we would wouldn't happen. berate. Obviously, it would be negative. It would be. But, but it's we, not like yeah. if you call them a C or anything like that. <laughs> we didn't call them a C, so you know. Uh, no, start like, off. <laughs> it's it's literally just a situation where yeah I I. Uh, I don't want them to feel. I, I think it'd be something that you'd want to talk about to, with them offline before you yeah, yeah, get yeah. to so, something like this. Um, I get that. Get that. Yeah. But you but, know, it seems like you guys are massively invested. You know, you 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 love the concept, um, and it'd be sad if you guys like uh, lost interest because you won't feel you're being addressed. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Maybe, but uh, on, on the other hand, like I think the way the speed at which it sells out sort of mm. shows the compl- the interest levels that it has, and I think it will continue to grow. And I, I would love to know what the return away. numbers are. Yeah, that that'd be interesting. I reckon they're pretty high. I reckon people who've done it once, who've done it, definitely people who've done it once, try their hardest to do it again the second time because my yeah, yeah. like the first time I did it. I would have like climbed over people to do it. The <laughs> yeah, second. exactly. Yes, yeah. Um, this time, like, I'll be, I'll try and, I'll try and win, do my usual tricks to get the event right shit to work. But uh, yeah, <laughs> if if I don't get in, I, it might not be the worst thing, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we like whoever is buying buys four tickets. So well, it sounds like we've got a big group for the next one because some of the GameSpot guys wanted to come and like oh, we we're talking cool. to people the other night. Yeah, because like, I was yeah. talking to Dave Chang about you know okay, we're definitely teaming up next time, and uh, I think we should form just a, like a fucking giant platoon and like really go go Russian like those guys, you know, play our own <laughs> game. Yeah, well, I love the Star Trek idea. I reckon that sounds really cool. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Next game. 
<laughs> video games. <laughs> um, right, so that was only like an hour and a quarter. Cool. Hour yeah, and three quarters. We're nearly halfway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nathan, you've been playing uh, Bioshock. What a Bioshock. Bioshock Remastered. Um, it's, it's awesome having a kind of like a girlfriend who's uh, newer to a particular genre of games. She's played games all her life, but she's never really got into shooters. Hmm. Um, so I've been sort of hanging on to this one for ages and I was actually just going to download it and, and play it with her. And then they announced the HD remaster. I'm like, oh, you've got to. Um, she prefers playing on console. So I've kind of been watching her play on that. And when I've jumped in to help every now and then, I just can't fucking stand joystick gaming. Oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was super psyched to hear that um, 2K was also releasing uh, it on PC for the first two games because yep. essentially what they've done with Infinite is take what was a better PC port um, and use the learnings from that to improve the console version for mm-hmm. the Bioshock, the collection thing. Um, so that, there's nothing new about that. But for anyone who owned the original two games, you get a free remaster download. I, yep. love, I love this trend. It's yeah. fantastic. I mean, the, the bad part is that there's still problems that carried over from the original 2007 game, like uh, floating mouse aiming. <laughs> Which you have to do an INI edit to uh, to remove, okay, and some graphical issues and you know some missing sound options and whatnot that they've sort of said that they'll address uh, in an upcoming patch. But I like you're getting I'm a free always- game, <laughs> right? Yeah, so. yeah, well, exactly. And I'm I, honestly I'm always worried about going back to uh, games that I love in case they kind of don't stand up. Yeah, you know. Um, I don't think I was worried too much about Bioshock and my God, I've probably put in about 10, 12 hours in the last few days um, in some bigger sessions because that, that first game. And it's just, it's amazing how, how it still stands up gameplay wise. Yeah. How the, um, how the rooms like the, the become little combat challenges, Mm -hmm. um, puzzles and and the more plasmids and uh, weapons that you unlock, the more options you have to kind of, prep a room turn it into you know like lots of tripwire traps and proxy mines and you know a little tornado plasmid here so when they step on it they get launched into the air and then and then you start fighting or you turn a big daddy onto your side or you enrage uh, a couple of splices to fight against each other or you hack you know a turret beforehand like the the sheer amount of options yeah uh, I, I was honestly surprised that you know because we're used to good examples of gaming being ripped off mm-hmm. um, and this game's almost 10 years old so I was half expecting it to kind of feel old and like like something that had been improved upon yeah uh, and while I would argue that Bioshock 2 actually went a long way to improving um, some of the, the gameplay yeah yeah like the whole dual wielding stuff which I haven't delved too far into because I haven't played it since it first came out and I really don't remember it so I'm really looking forward to jumping back into that after I finish the original. Um, but yeah, like I kind of remembered enjoying being able to mix and match plasmids, one plasmid in each hand or kind of dual wielding weapons and stuff like that. So huh. yeah. it's great. You guys played it? Um, yeah. So I talked about it last week that I'd been playing uh, Bioshock 2, Minerva's Dam. Oh. Uh, and I mentioned how, yeah, I was really impressed how much that game actually holds up still. The combat is a lot of fun. Um, you know, setting down, I guess the thing they introduced in two was like the trap mechanics 
and using your plasmids and, and setting up traps and then being able to upgrade your weapons and put all these extra attachments on there. And, and doing that sort of stuff made it a lot of fun. Um, and I was really impressed at how much that game still held up and the fact that I was playing, I'd played through four hours of Minerva's Den and was like close to firing up Bioshock again. Uh, it was just that I had so much other things I've got to try and get through that um i i haven't but i i feel like i want to at some stage because i had a lot of fun playing it um speaking of things to get through um i've i've really got a bail guys i'm sorry <laughs> that's cool <laughs> that was Always. smooth wasn't it that was actually really smooth yeah <laughs> uh thanks for coming on david thanks for coming oh, my on pleasure said town for 90 fucking minutes <laughs> <laughs> it's like we have opinions or something <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah very true uh no it was good this was your first time on the podcast wasn't it it was and i'd love to be back well we'll have to make that happen All cool right, cheers, uh guys. have a good week have a good time at ebx but i assume you're going eh, we'll see we'll see we, we might see you there <laughs> <laughs> um have a good one guys all right see you later. see ya Anything else to add on that, Nathan? You said you're having a lot of fun no. with it. Having uh, heaps of fun. I'm playing on... What are you playing on? Hard or Survival? Is there Survival I, in Bioshock 3? I don't know. I just fired up Minerva's Den, and um, I don't think it gave me an option, to be honest. See, I'm really excited because I haven't played that. Like, I think I missed all the DLC. Apparently, the original game has um, the Challenge Room DLC that was previously exclusive uh, to PS3 as an apology for, <laughs> for the port taking so long to get to the ps3 and apparently it was shit mm. um back in the day when xbox 360 was easy to develop for yeah playstation 3 was not my how the times have changed mm. um so i'm very excited to try out what the fuck that is uh and minerva's den i haven't touched was there anything else for buy? i actually haven't touched any of the infinite dlc as well so it's going to be like this awesome crash course yeah in, um untapped bioshock stuff um yeah, I didn't play the Infinite uh, DLC. No. Oh, no, I did. Sorry, I did. Burial at Sea. Yeah, two parts. I mean, they had some other challenge thing, I think, before that, but then Burial at Sea was the one that I really wanted to play before. Yeah, that's right. Because you played as good? Elizabeth, yeah. Did you? Um, I don't think I played it. Might have to get on this shit. Well, well, I thought you played as another booker. Well, you play as, like, a detective, and I think... The second one. Oh, you got to play as her. Spoiler alert. Oh, fuck it. This two-year-old game. Um, (laughs) No, no, don't, don't. Yeah, don't ruin it. Um, No, but I'm just saying that... um, I I don't know if it was Elizabeth, but it was like her character or some bullshit. Anyway. uh, Yeah, it was was good. I liked it. Yes. Don't say anything else. I won't. I won't. The endings to the first and the third one are iconic, and if anyone hasn't finished them, I would, yeah, hate oh, yeah. to ruin it. Th- three's ending is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, was the first one? Oh, the, the reveal in the first one's great. Yeah, the first one's great. Uh, second one, I don't really remember what the ending was, but that's cool. That's good, because when I replay it again, I'll be surprised. I don't remember liking it for the story. I remember liking the gameplay. The combat's um, really good, yeah. Yeah, like, they've really put a lot of effort into that, and I don't remember... Like, the fact that we don't remember the story is, I think, pretty telling. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I, then again, I've forgotten big chunks of the original Bioshock. I've just gotten up to a, a section that I'd forgot completely about with some weird, demented artist guy who kind Sander of... Sander fucking Cohen! 
Yeah, he's creepy. Panic. Like he I remember, like bit of the first game. I'd never forget him. Holy but shit! The the great thing about Bioshock that I'm re-remembering is that it's got some amazing horror elements in there. Oh yeah. Like there's this one bit which is a totally optional side room that I was fucking struggling to find because I'm pretty sure Katie's missed it, which mm. sucks because she's susceptible to jump scares like a Joby. Huh. Um, and there's this bit you might recall where you walk into this room and it has this kind of like, you see a shadow in the corner and you walk towards it and then this kind of like ice vapor comes down, you know, some steam or something. And um, you look up and the, the guy's gone. You're like, oh, it's a bit creepy. Whatever, fuck it. And then you go over to pick something up on the desk, which is kind of like it's funneling you over to this desk. You pick it up and it does the ice thing again. And as soon as it lifts, that shadow is just like on the wall. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. something standing behind you. Um, the first time I did it, I did a Joby Yelp. Um, and you turn around and the guy's right there. Like, not like two meters back. He's fucking right in your face. And it's so creepy. I got my mate to play it um, after I finished it, knowing it was happening, kind of led him to that area and didn't really say what was going to happen. And then he froze <laughs> when the shadow came up. I'm like, dude, you got to turn around. He's like, I don't want to. <laughs> like and he just for the longest time refused to spin around and it's great because the way that it plays out like it you, you kind of he was searching for that release of like getting hit in the back of the head or killed or something so that he could you know kind of lose the tension and it just it doesn't the fucking splicer doesn't act until you look at it yeah <laughs> it's really they, creepy. they do the same thing in infinite with one of the boys of silence the first time you run into them i think um where you, you're doing an objective and you kind of get to this desk, you do something on the desk and then spin around and then one of the boys of silence is just standing right at your face um, and it just scares the fuck out of you. It's great. Creepy as shit. I'm very interested to see what I'll think of Infinite the second time. Um, I don't think that the, the story will have less of an impact. In fact, I think it will have more going back um, and kind of revisiting it, knowing how it plays out. But I'm curious about whether I will like the gameplay as much because I remember kind of being a bit underwhelmed but compelled to go forward by the awesome characters and the awesome story and then really kind of feeling that it didn't deliver on its um, on the promises of the... Do you remember that original kind of semi-CG gameplay pitch they did? Like, it was the one where Elizabeth does some super storm power and she like fucking the bridge oh yeah yeah like it was a yeah someone throws a horse at you and shit yeah like it was amazing but it like what it featured outside of that kind of idea and that awesome synergy between booker and elizabeth in combat which they don't really do too well i think in infinite it featured a whole lot of open approach combat and it was almost like Mm. they made columbia seem like um an open kind of sandbox in that you could kind of just jump onto the sky rails at any point to explore areas. Yes, you still had objectives. Yes, there was still linear story. I didn't expect anything otherwise. But I really feel that it didn't come into its own in terms of that open approach to combat with the sky rails and mixing the powers and the switching between weapons and shit and getting Elizabeth to do stuff up until right until towards the end. Yeah. Uh, It was very funnily kind of before that. In, in a believable way, because you're in a city in the fucking clouds, you know, like, so you don't expect massive ovals. And the the, mo- the bits where they have, like, you know, the, the beach and stuff like that, it's it's a treat. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, re- I really remember thinking, 
oh, that's kind of disappointing because I went back and watched. Do you guys remember the original? The gameplay demo. The, no, the similar thing, the CG uh, kind of proof of concept trailer pitchy thing for the original Bioshock. Okay. It's amazing. You should definitely go and watch yeah. it. Unfortunately, it's only available on like fucking 240p quality on YouTube. But okay. it um, has... I don't know if it's supposed to be Jack, who's the protagonist, but it has what leads you to believe is a hero character kind of entering this underwater city after that kind of a, a reworking and even an alternative take on the first reveal of Rapture, you know, where Andrew Ryan's talking. Yeah. And some of the lines that he says differently, like, I actually prefer. And so whenever I play the game and I hear the line, I'm like, no, you said it better in the trailer, man. Um, yeah. But then it cuts to the kind of like this little contained story moment where uh the character like it zooms into first person perspective as well you get to see him like you kind of the camera's rolling through the corridors of rapture you see all like the leaking and the shit's gone wrong and you're like okay this place looks creepy as fuck and then you see this dude kind of looking around and then it goes into his perspective and then he walks up to one of the the holes in the wall where the little sisters live and he he bangs on it and she pops her head out but first thing you notice having played the game is that she actually looks just like a little girl she doesn't have the creepy yellow lie uh, eyes rather and the you know that kind of like 1960s i'm possessed by a demon voice that they have <laughs> uh she doesn't have any of that she just looks like a little girl and he like grabs her and rips her out throws her on the ground and then he has a wrench and he kind of smacks it on his hand like saying like i'm about to beat the shit out of this little girl and you're like whoa what the whoa. fuck like is this yeah is this the fucking hero like He's about to kill this girl. Like, this is crazy. And then he gets into this mad fight with a um, a big daddy. Uh, he blocks, somehow, the drill with his hand. And it, like, fucking goes right through his hand. And then the, he shoots the uh, shotgun and the big daddy flies back. And then he, he injects a plasmid. And then his hand becomes, like, a fucking beehive. And uh, he shoots it. And then, he, yeah, he ends up killing that big daddy and gets killed by another. But it's just this amazing kind of moody proof of concept thing that they don't really do anymore um yeah and it was clearly cg like it but like it was like painting this picture of this idea of this fucked up underwater city that was supposed to be a utopia that's gone to shit um where you know these little girls are kind of seen as um this currency in terms of like what is the the atom that they collect um and yeah not, not everyone is what they seem and it was like that was that was the first thing that i watched and I was like, I'm on board. Like, I'd never played... I never had a decent computer at the time of System Shock 2. Hmm. Um, and I really regret missing that. Uh, I know my brother... One of my brothers went back and played it and fucking raved about it. Like, and I know a lot of people who played it. Did you play it, Joby? Yes. And, what, I mean... Amazing? Or... Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. But, like, having played that and then played Bioshock, which is kind of like a spiritual successor, right? Yeah, yep. and like, I mean, it's it's one of those things, right? Like, it obviously wasn't as good. I I, I don't think Bioshock was as good, but right. Still, I like what they were going for. What they were trying for was, I don't know. It was a real proper worthy spiritual successor, in my opinion. You know, it was it was worthy of the concept of a spiritual successor. Yeah. So if you could delete the memory of having played System Shock 2 and you've just played Bioshock, like, I yeah. imagine that you'd be as wowed as I was yeah. uh, by it. 
and like I mean I was a shooter guy a big shooter guy and uh, the only thing that sort of distracted me from that was the original Deus Ex yep. where it actually made me freak out how much choice I had I'm like what do you mean like I just shoot, <laughs> shoot the bad guys in the face and then there's a cutscene that tells me what happened and then I go shoot more bad guys in the face like there was that bit where you kill what's his oh you don't kill him the, the dude you confront on the plane in the original Deus Ex with the tattoos on his face the German guy blanking um um, uh, I can't remember. That's all right, that guy, right? But you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I created a save where I'm like, big fucking decision here. <laughs> like, I called it something <laughs> like that. Because yeah. I'm like, I, and then I killed him, and I'm like, oh, I saw how that played out for like 10 minutes, and I reloaded, and I didn't kill him, and I saw how that played out. I'm like, I don't know which one I want. Like, what right. will happen? If I do one or the other, what are the consequences? And obviously, that's the whole fucking point, right? Like the yeah. the illusion of consequence and why that guy whose name I'm blanking on, fuck, uh, who made guy. Beyond Two Souls, David Cage, David Cage. That's why he sucks because if he was actually able to sell the illusion of what he's trying to deliver, he would be fantastic, right? Mm. And yeah. for the people you've talked to who've played those games, uh, Heavy Rain and whatnot, and have, have had the experience where the mirror hasn't broken, um, I can understand why they love it. But yeah. for anyone else who had the mirror broken, it's just like, okay, this is bullshit. This is all, you know, this is the fucking Wizard of Oz with a creepy old man, you know, pulling some levers to make some I know attention, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's what it felt like. But like in Deus Ex, I honestly don't know and also don't want to know how much or how uh, how little my actions mattered because they fucking felt significant and you know the fact that if you played it one way and that character was there or there was a, a consequence of having done something or not done something to a character just amazing like just actually feeling like you had an impact on the world beyond a body count yeah mm. yeah that's I I, I I really want to play Bioshock now. I'm gonna. I know I've got some flights coming up. I might do it on those flights. Well, with uh, a controller? Huh? Yeah. Oh, dude! It, let me tell you, I'm it's playing on hard, the second man. hardest di- difficulty level. It is fucking tough, man. Yeah. yeah. If you go to PC Powerplay, there's um there's an article I wrote um on it, and I've I put up you know, three and a half minutes of gameplay footage. So from the beginning of Bioshock 2, just to kind of be a graphical comparison, and mainly because I'm a selfish prick and, and didn't want to ruin it for myself and play more than that, uh, to get up to a better section where I probably could have highlighted the gameplay changes a bit better. And then three and a half minutes of my first big daddy fight. Um, and I was... You, see, you watch me play and you can just see that I'm being a cocky fucking prick. Mm-hmm. And I've still got Vita Chambers on. I never turn them off. Um, yeah, and I probably should have, but you'll see that I I die, and it it like actually comes up with the prompt of what a vital chamber is because it's my first death in the game, and fuck, I was salty, man. Like, <laughs> like I didn't like I felt like I deserved to die. Like it wasn't a bullshit death. It was just yep. a, like, yeah, man, you got too close, and he fucking swung and he knocked the shit out of you, and he one hit you from like three quarter health down to dead. <laughs> And they're, they're such a satisfying uh, adversary to the point where I've, like, uh, I guess it's not true to this extent, but I've, I've deliberately avoided uh, having tonics and active tonics that improve my health or my damage output, which yeah. is weird because it stands and ends with the fact that I absolutely adore the research camera mechanic. Do you remember that? 
research no. camera. Yeah, so there's a there's a narrative point in the game where you have to get a research camera and you have to take a photo of a spider splicer to get let through a door. Um, okay. But it actually becomes a gameplay mechanic after that. It's a completely optional gameplay mechanic. Massive risk-reward um, for taking photos of the different enemy types. Um, oh, so, yeah. So that you can unlock additional damage against them, but also tips on what they take damage from, what types of ammunition and weapons, and also um, you unlock additional tanks. So it's cool. And But, like, if you want to... Because it rates you, like, CBA, or if it's too shit, it, it's just, like, bars you. And it's like, no, you can't take a picture. You can't have a weapon out. You've just got the lens. You've got the zoom. And the best photos are the ones where you let them get right up in your face if you want an A rating, and that's the you know best way to quickly progress through the, I think, three ranks or tiers of um, research. And uh, love it. And I'm actually kind of missing the fact that it's gone now because I've, I've already just done it, like, in the space of a couple of hours. I just started taking all these cool little photos. And you can see how, like, I wish I wish 2K had um, kind of done that little bit extra and just made it, like, become a photo mode, like they often do in, like, the PlayStation remasters and whatnot, you know? Um, mm. they, Sony loves doing that with their exclusive games because some of these shots, man, I would love to, like, fucking put them on social media like i'm talking like a a dude that i've set on fire who's now getting hit in the back by a big daddy while a you know a floating little bot comes in behind him to shoot and you just capture it at that perfect and it shows you the shot uh and then it just disappears off screen after it gives you the rating but um i've died quite a few times being too cocky and letting people get too close and just kind of hitting me um for the perfect shot (laughs) Hmm. yeah it's really good i'm digging it well, I awesome. dug it. <laughs> Sweet. Well, yeah, at the very least, I can play the fucking DLC for Bioshock Infinite, which I still haven't played. But, uh, yeah. Is there much gameplay stuff in it, Luki, or is it more a sort of a walk-and-talk thing? That's the impression I got from the opening. Um, Burial at Sea, I mean. It's very story-driven. Uh, there are. It does the thing where it kind of gives you a lot to do really early on. Like, it just ramps up how many plasmids you get or tonics. Uh, what are they yeah. called? Tonics? I think in Infinite. Um, yeah. In Rapture, they're called plasmids. Plasmids, yeah. Uh, so, it like it kind of brings you up pretty quickly, but I don't remember if it had any, like, changes to the gameplay at all. I don't think it did. Um. Anyway, yeah, I still really enjoyed the story, though. Was it Levine? Did he write it? Do you know? I have a feeling oh. that he didn't. Because, like, this is what, like, maybe there's a jaded Nathan talking. Jump in if you think it is. But usually an HD remaster is a precursor to them either gauging interest to see whether it's worth making a sequel or them announcing a sequel soon. Yeah. And a Ken Levine-less Spyroshock mm. But it makes me a bit scared that there, there will most likely be a Bioshock 4 or whatever they might call it. Well, Bioshock uh, 2, two, is- 2 wasn't by them, and it was fine. Yeah, yeah, right. but the gameplay, the gameplay was good. So what I would love oh. in a perfect world is for Levine to freelance or whatever the fuck he does and just write the story, and then they give it to guys who are more gameplay focused. And so you right. get that beautiful mesh of amazing gameplay loop, but this jaw-dropping story with amazingly enga- uh, engaging characters and beautiful performances and things like that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, all right what's up next 
Yeah, it does look like Ken Levine did it. Uh, anyway, let's keep going. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, Dead by Daylight. I've been playing more of that. Um, yep. They released a new big patch last week, which is a lot of fun. Um, basically, some of the things that we were complaining about, like having to uh, enjoy when you're in with, with uh, survive with friends, uh, and you, or even in the the main one where you like want to join a lobby, you'd have to keep joining it if it didn't find any matches to join like you'd have to keep clicking oh. on that's been sorted out that? no no th- th- they fixed that so that's now it does like an auto uh rejoin so it just constantly keeps looking for new games um the other big thing is they they've made change to the mat- matchmaking now where uh before it used to be like it'd search for a game if it didn't find anybody um then it, like in your player level it'd go out and try and widen the uh the scope um, that's pretty much gone now. It'll just look for people within your rank, so it'll keep just searching constantly. Um, so I might have been as a level one survivor, um, going up against like, uh, level 20 killers or something like that. Um, so it was a bit unbalanced Oosh. that way, but it was more or less to try and get games going rather than you just jumping in. Uh, but otherwise, like they added a bunch of new items into the game, bunch of new add ons, um, and basically did a lot of tweaking to uh, a lot of the killers, which has upset a bunch of people. So what they've done, Job, to the um, to the nurse is they've basically reduced her movement speed. So she does not run as quick as uh, what she did before. Right. And then uh, they've also reduced the amount of blinks that she's got. So she now has two instead of three, um, which... Uh, Really interesting changes. I think it definitely has made a huge nerf to her. Um, yeah. Because now she's more... You, you can't really chase survivors as it is now. You have to actually use the blink ability. Um, and right. have it, having it be like uh, more of a skill shot of you've got to get it in two um, is a lot more challenging, which is uh, quite interesting. But... She's also got add-ons that she can put on there that makes her have, like, up to five blinks, but it'll decrease the accuracy or it might decrease the range or, like, it'll have some of these little um, things in there that'll make things a bit harder. But I think the changes they put in there are quite uh, quite good for the moment. I don't know the um, the stats behind it at, at the time being. I'm sure they'll, they'll talk about that at some stage soon, but uh, really cool changes. But they've also affected the other killers um, by changing a few other things in there and that's kind of really shitty because there's been a big drop in the amount of killers that are playing because it's just not as fun anymore to play as them um that's bad yeah which kind of sucks because mm. the nurse kind of was the the one that needed the change but it seems like they've gone in um and tinkered with a bunch of the other ones as well which sucks so the the uh the killer um who puts the traps down he basically was was nerfed so that uh if you hook somebody and then put a trap down in front of their feet and somebody comes and rescues them, the um, basically the person that's on the hook is now immune from being uh, landing in that trap for a certain amount of time. So Good. That's yeah. all right. That's, um, that was just fucking hook camping, like, by proxy. So, good. Yeah, so okay. anytime that... Um, uh, that you you come down from a hook uh, and that the person that has tried to save you hasn't dismantled that hook they'll, they'll probably be the ones that ends up in that so that's kind of a cool mechanic they've put in there um the other thing they've changed is they've put in a block on the windows for people that are like using infinites um but they're not really 
they don't really deal with the infinite loops. They they more or less deal with people that are duking the same area over and over again and using the same window. So if you jump through the same window five times within 20 second period, it basically blocks up that window for that particular survivor and they can't run or jump through it anymore um, for a certain oh, amount okay. of time. And that only affects the person that's doing it. So everybody else can still jump through it, just not that survivor. Um, but that doesn't stop the larger infinite loops that people are using. So there's still a couple in there that um, they're still trying to sort out, but it's a cool little fix for the moment for a few places, but not really an overall um, solution. And they made tweaks to like the flashlight as well, which is pretty powerful. Um, that was quite shit to start off with, and they've kind of been buffing that every single patch, and that's at a yeah. point now where it's really good to use. Um, so a lot okay. of people are carrying that. Um and uh, they changed the way crows works as well. So now the crows, if you're a survivor and you crouch past them or walk past them, um, then they don't trigger anymore. So you can be stealthy around crows, which is a really oh, okay. big, big buff to the survivors as well. Um, so, yeah, just overall, a lot of the majority of the changes, I think I counted them the other day. And there was like tw- there was like 12 changes, 12 balance changes, and 10 of them were towards the survivors. Um, like giving them an advantage and that's kind of where I feel like it's it's becoming more f- it's definitely more fun to play as a survivor now because I've spent uh, the last weekend playing purely as a survivor I stopped playing as a killer um, which was yeah I just I wasn't having as good a time because the way I, I envision the game is as a survivor you're supposed to be hiding and trying to get away from the killer uh, but it's gotten to a point now where you can pretty much outrun killers and um, they can just farm you for points at the time being. So I, I'm not really liking where it's at at the moment on the killer end. But otherwise, they're, they're putting some good changes in there. At least they're trying a few things. Uh, they've also got a test um, a test build up now so they can actually put it out into the, uh, the public. They can test it and come back with feedback and then make changes regarding that rather than just doing it internally and not picking up a few things so at least they're putting out an update every week and they're still communicating with what's going on and all that fun stuff sure i'm still freaking loving this game and the fact that i've now i've put in 100 hours pretty much solely based no i put in more than 100 hours but i've put in 100 hours just playing the killer and i've i've now put in another what half a dozen maybe a dozen hours over the weekend playing survivor and having an awesome awesome fun with it um it's a really, really cool game. Uh, I'm digging it so much. I think I'm like like 130 hours now on that game. Like a shitload. It's um, a lot of fun. So I think we should get in back into it, play some games at some stage as survivors okay. and, and cause some chaos for some angry people. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so I'll continue cool. talking about that as they keep updating and whatnot. I think it's, yeah, awesome game. And we'll probably bring that up a bit a bit later in news. Nice. Um, and the other game we've been playing is... Star Wars Battlefront. Star yeah. Wars Battlefront is not on here. You can't talk about Death that. Death Star DLC. Uh, Play I've, it, Toby. I've uh, now spent uh, 25 minutes in the game not playing Star Wars Battlefront, the Death Star DLC, because I cannot get into a fucking game. That's fucking just weird, man. Go straight to the DLC playlist and you just sit there and wait. And it has not... I've not gotten more than five people in a lobby 
wow. to play once, not a what? single, like, no more than five people. Ridiculous. What times? What time have you been playing? Uh, I tried playing 25 minutes before this podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, so at 6.30-ish on a school holiday. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the, the problem with um, Star Wars Battlefront's PC community is that they return for two to four weeks around DLC, and that's mm. it. Um, and then you might be lucky to find a 12-person match. So it's supposed to be the prime time. I mean, during the day, you're not really going to find a match. They seem to have fixed their matchmaking as well because they used to just kind of fucking throw you on an international server if they couldn't find one for you. They don't seem to do that anymore hmm. because it was legitimately fucked. The hit registry was so shit that yeah. you basically picked the fastest firing weapon because only every third shot would register. <laughs> so it was unplayable. But like the, the weird thing was that you would only notice it on hit registry. Like it actually played fairly normally until you hit a massive ping spike. So I've been playing and I, I always force of habit because when they used to have retarded servers, I bring up the net graph and I've been playing on, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 ping servers. Um, it's a fantastic experience. And, and this round of DLC is the, the best one yet. Joby. Um, mm. I was watching, station. um, I've been. Wa- I watched your videos, Nate. Nate's got a video uh, that, if you want to see the actual game in action, listeners, uh, check it out because it's probably the only way you're going to get to see the fucking mod being played. Um, you're not going to play it yourself, certainly. Uh, it looks fun. It looks really fun. It looks like a really cool idea. Why don't you explain it, Nate? So they've kind of um, taken parts of Walker Assault and spliced it with fighter squadron um but they've also made it a three phase mode in this new battle station mode so the first phase has you out in space uh doing space dog fighting which is awesome especially because uh patrick bark i think it was said that that wasn't going to happen that space was going to be boring hilarious Mm. so either good to see that they listened to feedback or that wasn't true either way um it's great because they've shown that space can be very fucking exciting when you fill it with asteroids and wreckage from some battle that's just happened so there's way more stuff that um, you can kind of use for escapability which has always been a problem in fighter squadron as soon as someone gets a lock on you it's an insta basic death sentence unless they suck and they've also done some balancing as well um, within that within the patch so for instance you used to just hold down left trigger if you're playing on controller when you're flying, which you should. Uh, left trigger to auto-lock onto whatever went past your crosshair, and you just basically held that down until you got a target. They've now added a cooldown to it, so you can't just hold it down forever, otherwise it just disappears. Oh. Um, they've also tried to create more of a, like, I guess, distinction between the roles and uh, the, the fighters, rather, and also remove the rebels super overpowered a-wing uh which used to have not removed it rather they've balanced it it used to have a shield and it was already really fast and really small and hard to fucking hit as well as proton torpedoes they've now replaced that shield with a um speed boost like the tie fighters uh the speed boost replenishes a lot faster which makes it a lot better uh getting around Uh, although it doesn't last for as long so it's genuinely used for little speed bursts to get to something or to get away from something um and the tie interceptor no longer has its little ion shot or whatever the fuck they called it it now has its secondary ability outside of the speed 
is a laser blast or laser burst, I think it's called, and you activate it, and basically it temporarily boosts the we- damage weapon and also removes cooldowns, so you just fucking spray and pray. It's very satisfying. Oh. Um, and it means that TIE Interceptors are now, in my opinion, indisputably the, the best ships in the fucking game, <laughs> um, which is great, because when you, you don't have shields, like you are very squishy, but the, the way that they move... And um, in the first stage, or phase, I should say, of Battle Station, Imperials are charged with defending um, a starter destroyer from Rebel attack, um, and also, interestingly, surviving, uh, because once the Rebels take out a certain amount of Imperial fighters, uh, a wave of Y-Wings gets sent in, similar to Walker Assault. Uh, They then disable the Star Destroyer's shields, and then three different points of interest followed by one that you have to destroy uh, come up. You've got to destroy the two shield generators and I think there's a reactor underneath. Once you get those, then the sensor array at the top becomes active and once you destroy that, it destroys the Star Destroyer and you move on to the next round. Even as an Imperial pilot, though, you actually want the Rebels to win, <laughs> which is a really weird feeling because you want it to go on to the next stage. If you win as the Imperials, which I did, it just yeah. switches sides until you get past that phase. Oh, okay. <laughs> And then it does a team balance uh, as well, so <laughs> okay. it Jeez. sometimes works out and it sometimes doesn't. But the video that Job talked about is my second attempt at Battle Station because the first attempt, I don't know why, but whatever I was doing, I was doing it right, and I just fucking dominated in a tie interceptor, and I think I had like 35 kills in two deaths or something stupid, and uh, it's basically stopped them from getting through the next phase. The next phase has a transport ship landing on the Death Star, and then it's on foot combat um, in the halls of the Death Star, which Truda dices, you know, in tradition with Battlefront of late is beautifully rendered and looks fantastic, and it's also a really cool fighting space because unlike the other more open outdoors maps, it removes... The um, the prominence of the jetpack. The jetpack essentially becomes useless. So you get a lot of people running around with uh, the different different gadgets, which they've also uh, they've tuned the traits. Remember the traits that we used to use, Joby, like um, extra health, or f- yep. sorry, faster health regeneration, or you can't get tracked as a scout. They've they've really got knuckled down on making them less overpowered so that they're not all like there's not one or two easy choices and if you hit trait uh level three on any trait which is to get six kills in a single life you um automatically unlock the ability to uh randomly have a chance of scoring a star card for every kill which is a lot of fun when you're going fucking nuts uh, so the rebels have to get from one side of the little Death Star map to the other to rescue R2-D2 because he's got right. the Death Star plans. Sure. Uh, the player that actually, and you would see this in the video, me trying like a fool to be the one that takes over R2 because you actually become him like a hero oh, pickup. Oh, what? So you roll around and you get to shoot um, smoke and you've got your little stun gun thing. And <laughs> it's fucking, you know, I did get to play it once, but I didn't record it. And it was um, a lot of fun. Uh, and then everyone else has to escort, but like it's he's clearly he's clearly flagged where he is, so the Imperials know exactly where to go. So what you get is these really awesome, really awesome sort of firefights uh, no. during the second phase. But once again, you want the rebels to win, <laughs> right? So you can uh, go to the next phase. So you go to the next phase, and the final phase is this battle above the Death Star, which includes a trench run 
and it is just so satisfying in a nerdy way. They've actually taken creative liberties. They've finally started embracing the fact that they're not canon and been given a bit more room to wiggle. So um, it's a battle above the original Death Star, but they've also incorporated elements that were inside Death Star 2 to be like parts of little for lack of a better word, alleys and stuff off the main trench. So, Oh, I see. We're deep into... Nate is a massive Star Wars nerd territory. Massive Star Wars nerd, <laughs> yes. But, like, there's the, the, these little... This, actually, this actual trench came only in the second Death Star. That's <laughs> pretty much. Nate's a giant nerd. It. Hey, <laughs> if you go look at my YouTube, my only comment on the YouTube video, and it's a guy fucking rabbiting on about how how it's not canon, how upset he is. Um, and he's highlighted that exact fact. But, um, <laughs> but like, what it does from a gameplay perspective is it means if you're hanging around above the Death Star, as a rebel, there's like they've got the turbo laser turrets that is kind of tracking you. I've, I've never been hit by one. I think you'd have to be pretty shit to be hit by one. But staying above surface level, it makes you a really easy target, especially because you can get these... Um, unlocks which i thought would convert you into a ship but like if you fly over a b-wing unlock it actually kind of spawns this b-wing to fly around and just jack fools on your behalf <laughs> kind of like a call of duty uh kill streak yeah. and same for the imperials they have the tight defender which as a star wars nerd is fucking awesome because that's not supposed to be canon either um and uh your best bet for either side and especially because the three randomly selected rebel pilots who are selected to do the trench run, which is a series of checkpoints until they get to the final bit where they can launch the proton torpedoes and destroy the Death Star, is um, they're incentivized to go into the trench. And they've got big fucking arrows basically over their heads so the Imperials know where they are at all times. And their best bet for survival, apart from relying on their teammates to kind of clean up and you know attack the TIE fighters doggedly chasing them, is to head down these sort of little nooks and crannies uh, do you have this fed nooks and crannies of uh the death star off the main trench and but it's like you can pancake really easily especially if you're trying to move at speed to keep them off your tail um and really satisfying you get these awesome little dogfight moments or enemies coming at you head on um because they're trying to cut you off and it's a shitload of fun the biggest problem is it's only like one one map essentially so it will get old really fast and i don't think that they could really easily without spending a lot of time on it kind of adapt that to some to some of the other maps um which is sad and dice please prove me wrong on that because i think that like battle station is kind of like battlefront has got criticized for not having a narrative and it still doesn't but like that is the most where you feel like you're involved in a star wars story because of this sort of three phases and just being able to do a death star trench run Fucking sick! Yeah, fuck yeah! It sounds really, really. So we should cool. try to play it. Really cool in your video before the PC community moves on. Let's definitely jump on because you know we'd literally get to be wingmen for each other, um, and that would be fucking awesome. And even like that opening stage, dude. Like you get someone on your tail, and you just like rip a speed burst, and then you're flying around the different parts of the star destroyer to try try to lose them. And then you lose them and you get on their tail and it's just such a satisfying fight. And there's like a couple of capital ships fighting in the background as well, but not like a 2D background, like a proper 3D model, um, you know, duking it out. And it's fucking sick. It's really, yeah, hard not to nerd out over it. Nice. 
Sounds fine. Did you play it, Lukey? No, nah, not going to buy it. All right. Unless they give it to free. I tried. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, NBA 2K17. Oh, yeah. Have you been playing any of this at all? No. I haven't returned. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I just, I go to boot it up. I, I My family is down for the weekend, so that where I got a bit of my time. But even like Sunday, wasn't really doing anything. Went to go play it. I'm like, uh, nah, I'll play, I'll play it against you and I'll beat you, obviously, because I'm better than you. But uh, I don't really want to play the my player stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I have a story again. Sorry, have they got a story mode again? Well, yeah, yeah, they yeah. they always do, and it's too heavy on the stories. There's too much like fucking yappity yap, unskippable cutscenes that I fucking hate. <laughs> Metal yeah. Gear. Um, no, because Metal <laughs> Gear is actually interesting, well, but you know, it's pretty Metal Gear, al- bro. Along those lines, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So I uh, I started playing on Friday. Um, yeah, it does some weird things like that. My career mode, um, like it starts you off and and you start off in, I guess the story part starts off at the end of high school, and then you have to choose which college you want to go to, uh, and then from there you kind of start playing a select, very small selection, like four games of of college basketball. Uh, and then from there, it determines like where you're going to end up in the draft. Uh, but it's super strange. Like after you finish doing those college games, then Coach K calls you from Team USA and is like, "Hey, uh, do you want to come play on our our basketball team?" And then the next game you play is Team USA versus Australia. Right? Did you do this? I didn't get that fine. Like, I, like, I did three three college games. I'm like, eh. yeah. So here's this undrafted rookie, uh, well, undrafted college basketball player yeah. that's now playing with, uh, you know, elite superstars against mm. a, an Australian basketball team, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? It's so, it's so strange, but uh, like that'd be a perfect. Uh, like side thing to put in down the track somewhere else, yep. like maybe in your second year of playing or like further along somewhere. If you get good enough to be on Team USA, then yep. you can be on Team USA, not some unproven 18 year old kid that is getting drafted midway through first round because I wasn't that good. Uh, <laughs> who's going to be playing up against all these crazy people? It's just ridiculous. Um, so and let's yeah. let's not ignore the fact that you know we at least would probably prefer to play on Team Australia oh, on the Boomers, right? Like, and that yeah, that's the thing, right? I, I thought I chose my nationality. I thought that was in there. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I, I probably am wrong, but uh. Yeah, just being like, well, I'd probably rather play for Australia, but anyway, whatever. Um, that was, yeah, it was just a strange choice to throw you in there that soon and up with like all these elite NBA players in this super important game. Uh, I yeah. understand that like the Olympics were just on and that was kind of a pivotal moment, but yeah, that like that should have been further in, further in the timeline somewhere. 
strange. Uh, so anyway, I um I got drafted. I went. Wow, where did I go? I think I landed like eighteen or something like that in the first round, and uh, with the the Pacers. And so I'm playing with Paul George as a small forward, and I scanned myself in there this time because uh, they've actually got the phone app now where you can scan yourself. And I don't. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first time they've had it on the phone app. Before yep. you had to do it with like your PlayStation Eye or your Connect um, or one of those peripherals to do it. So this time I could scan myself in there. It turned out okay, I guess. I only did it once, and that was it. I was like, that'll fucking do. Because it takes a, a while to actually get in there and do that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then I started playing and I was just not getting anywhere, like, at all. And then I realized the reason I wasn't getting anywhere was because I was playing five-minute quarters. And so, each game I was playing, like, two minutes and yep. getting zero fucking points at all. So, uh, once I realized what was going on, I bumped it up to 12-minute quarters Yep. And that's when I started making an impact and, and actually doing something. I was scoring 15, you know, 15, 20 points a game, getting 10 rebounds. Uh, and, and, you know, that was starting to improve my rating. That meant I was getting more minutes on the game because I was doing better. Um, and it, I wasn't just playing a minute every, you know, second quarter because they weren't playing me in the fourth because you're not going to play your fucking your rookies in the fourth. That just doesn't make any sense uh, during yep. close games. So, anyway, I sorted all that out, but then they've got all this stuff in between the games where uh, there's, like, practice. You've got to go and practice with your team, um, or you've got to go and visit one of your sponsors and make decisions, or are you going to go hang out with some of your friends? Um, Just all this side stuff that's kind of detracting from the actual core gameplay mechanic of going and playing a basketball game. Like, I've played... I would say maybe 10 hours of this so far. And I've played about six or seven basketball games. Yeah. Because there's all this side shit that you have to do. Uh, I, I don't think you have to do it. Some of it is optional, some of the training. But if you don't do it, then you're basically giving yourself a disadvantage because you're not getting those skills uh, that, that buff you up and, and make you a better player overall. Uh, and, and that stuff is really not exciting at all it's basically mm-hmm. going into a a gym and going through a bunch of drills random drills it'll throw at you like hey we're gonna work on your uh paul george will come along and be like hey let's put up some threes and you're like all right paul george i'll put up some threes with you but i don't shoot threes like i'm not a three I, that's not where my stats are um so then you miss three threes in a row and then the that just ends that's it it's done and you get a bronze uh and then like it'll be like let's have a two on two or a three on three or let's try boston defense or just all these different things that kind of puts at you and you can spend five ten minutes doing that or you can just decline and walk over to the gym and do a bunch of vertical jumps which is what i do because that takes 10 seconds to do and i get a gold rating every time i do that uh, because it's really easy and then i do that three times and i fill up this little bar that it gives you so the more um the, the higher metal you get, so gold, silver, bronze, the more points you get into this bar. And then once the bar's full, that goes into another bar. And then once that bar's full, that uh, gives you a unlock to further your stats. Right. So I can play three on three with Paul George. I can go do jumps in the, the gym room three times and that'll give me my gold. So Well, 
<laughs> this sounds fantastic. Yeah. I'll be honest. Uh, they've really nailed the uh, the concept of an RPG. I think that's the thing, uh, right? Is that the RPG stuff was usually, um, like some of the stuff like picking where you're going to put your stats and all that sort of thing yeah. could be really cool and, and it's fun. But they've just made it so boring. All these little they've dumbed it down thing. year on year. They've dumbed down that part of it and they've increased the other part of the RPG that nobody fucking cares about. Yeah, all I've ever wanted was for them to fix the fucking RPG stuff so that it works more like a real RPG. And every time I say that, they must hear it and think, "Oh yeah." Let's make it fucking Final Fantasy then. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, make it so that every time, like, make it so that if I jump a lot in a game, I get, like, more jumping stat or something. Make it fucking Morrowind style so that eventually, like, I'll just spend all game jumping and uh, by the end of it, I can, like, fucking jump a vertical fucking leap of 15 feet and I can space jam, uh, sorry, NBA jam dunk. Like, that's all I'm talking about. That's what I want to see. Not this fucking, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk to my coach from high school and I'll be really fun and shit. No, I don't give a fuck. I do not give a fuck. Stop it with this bullshit. Yeah. Anyway. There, there was instances where when they come into the gym, they're like, hey, let's do three on three, whatever. I don't fucking know. And you, you, it comes up with like a bar. It says yes or no. And when you press no, I've had so many occasions where it's been like plus one stamina. Or plus <laughs> one hands. And I'm like, but I didn't fucking do anything. So, like, I don't even have to do that stuff to get the upgrades. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to sure go do jump. I'm going to go jump in the corner for a while. And then uh, I'm going to leave. But, like, you get this calendar to manage your day. And you might have gym practice in there three times. You've got morning, lunch, and then night. So, you've got to do that three times during the one day. And then the next day you might be might be your game day and then you've got practice in the morning again and then the game. It's like so you're doing practice maybe between you might have a two days off, you, like six times you could go to practice before you even play a game. And all that is is just going to your hub, which is another fucking basketball court. So going from your hub to your gym and then doing that six times, which takes can take like ten minutes each time, because uh, it takes fucking ages to load. And then going, all right, now I'm going to go do one of my sponsorships or it's just like all these tedious things that are, they're not streamlined at all. Yeah. So it makes that process really slow and it's not fun to, to do that. Uh, so I don't know what what they could do to make that better. Um, I think the drills just need to be more interesting and more fun yeah. and more relevant. Like if I'm a... If if I'm a power, if, sorry, if, if I'm a small forward that doesn't have any stats, like I've got two stats in three pointers, why don't don't give me challenges to do three pointers? Give me something else. Give me rebounding or yep. post position. Like if my post, if I want to do that, give me post. I could be a um, maybe I am fucking a small forward. Maybe I'm LeBron James and I'm putting up forty five percent three pointers, but I'm not at the moment. I'm a first year rookie who yep. doesn't have any stats in three-pointers, the game should be able to at least tell that, all right, his three-point uh, stats are at 45. Maybe let's not give him that. Maybe let's give him what's his highest or what's his what's his fourth highest. Let's work on that. Um, and then if he wants to get good at three-pointers, then I can put points into that later on. Uh, yep. Don't give me challenges that I'm going to fail, <laughs> which I'm not going to get anything for if I fail. It just doesn't mm. make any sense. 
So, uh, that stuff is all shithouse. Um, the basketball playing stuff, though, is really good. They've, uh, they've done a lot of work in, like, the, the presentation again, like, amping up the arenas. It seems like they've done something there. Um, I think it's the lighting. I reckon it's the lighting. That's my guess. The lighting? If I had to guess. I think, I think the lighting is more tuned to the individual um, arenas. And so you're able to recognize it because you watch a lot of basketball. Yeah. And so it makes each arena look much better. I think that's what it is because I, I I've been racking my brain about it as well. Yeah. And um, I, think it's, I think they're doing a lot with the sound because I've, I've – like if I go to a, a Lakers away game – um, like there's things they do in that that I notice that is from the actual games that I watch. Um, so yep. I think they're incorporating either sounds or, um, things in the arena to try and make it more each one distinct and different, uh, which is really cool. And then they've put in like halftime shows in there, um, which is interesting. Like I'm not going to stare and watch it, but it's cool that they're adding more to the presentation. And stuff like that. Uh, I want them to have the dogs. You know, the dogs halftime show. That's my favorite of the halftime shows. Yeah, I've seen a lot the one of guys where the trick dogs jumping it's on amazing. trampolines or the a lot of those ones. I want to see the lady with the the, the, the plates that spins the plates. I wonder if she's. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, Classic. But yeah, it seems to they've changed like the shooting system a little bit. They keep playing around with that. It seems fine. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think I've played enough games to to have too much of an opinion on it uh but mm-hmm. like stuff with rebounding seems a lot better uh like there's like a i think they've put tip backs in there now because i've seen that quite a lot yeah like yeah, you jump up and rather than grab the ball he'll just tip it back to another player uh, which is really cool and um and they've proper ch- put backs as well oh had they okay i yep. i've not done that yet so no I, uh, yeah. yeah, as a rookie. Proper footback dunk or you no longer have to land, plant, and then dunk on a rebound as mm. a putback. It's now in the air. You grab it and slam it, which is fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they've yeah. made changes to like the some of the buttons are a bit different and the layouts and whatnot, but otherwise it seems like a pretty solid basketball part of the game. Yeah. Um, the only other modes I've played is the my team where you you're given a bunch of like fantasy cards and you have to build a yeah. team from that. That's a lot of fun to play. I've got um, except the weird thing is they give you like starter packs and you can pick from superstars. So I got like LeBron James on my team. I guess well, that's kind of a nice. way to get you going. Um, yeah. And I don't think you can add contracts back on top of them because I tried that and it said you can't do that for free agents. So it seems like just a limited thing of like, hey, here's LeBron right. James. Uh, you can use him for five games and that's it. Mm. Um, but otherwise, yeah, that that's a really cool mode. I I, I like playing that. It's a fun, interesting. Uh, it seems like they've got like weekly challenges. They'll do like rotating challenges, which is kind of cool. It means that you can kind oh, yeah. of keep coming back and playing that sort of stuff. And the other one I played is the My Park, which is where you take your My Career Guy into a multiplayer session. And play against other people. Um, and yep. there's like all these different basketball courts that are going on. Um, and it kind of zooms out. And you can kind of pick where you want to go. You run around the courts. Like some of them are half court. Some of them are short and full court. And then some of them are just full court. Uh, so I played a game on the weekend. I found a court. And I stood like you physically, not physically, but you stand there and wait for your time to get in. Like you're like, I'm next. Um, so mm-hmm. once this three on three court has finished, 
then your group of three guys will play the winner and the winner kind of stays on and keeps playing. Uh, so you're standing here watching these guys play and it's like first of 21 and then the losers leave and they either choose to go to a different court or stay and wait. Uh, so <clears throat> yeah, I played a bunch of that and that was really fun. I found this group of just random guys. I stood in a line and we were up next and we played and beat these dudes. I went on like a five game winning streak. Uh, yep. and then my, uh, <clears throat> my, oh, the game just dropped out. Like it had connection error after oh. one of the things. So I don't know how far we could have went, but yeah, it was, yeah, it's pretty cool to just to play like random with random people having zero communication and yep. doing really well and having people like set screens for you and and um just cool little stuff that I haven't experienced before in that type of game because I'm usually just playing alone with my AI being like, Hey, can you set a screen for me? Whereas mm-hmm. I didn't have to say that, someone went and did it for me. So that was a lot of fun. So Nice. Yeah, really cool game. I just think it's got a lot of um bits in that my career mode that I'm not a fan of. Uh yeah. Like, the story mode stuff is cool and interesting, but you've got to be able to skip that stuff if you're not interested in it. Um, and also, yeah. just too much too much stuff in between that I'm not interested in. Uh, that is too... Yeah. It's too crap. It's too slow, basically. doesn't yeah. get you into the game quick enough. Yeah. Anyway, that's... Uh, I'll, I'll probably talk a bit more about that next week. I've still got to finish my review. Um, so, I'll play a handful more. Uh, and Warhammer is on the list. Warhammer 40k. Warhammer Eternal, Eternal Crusade. Crusade. Yeah. Oh. This is out. This I think it dropped today. Dude. Um, it's um pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not great. I, w- I wouldn't spend forty dollars on this if I were you. Uh, or and by you I mean the royal. Don't anyone spend forty bucks on this? Um. It's a shooter, right? It's, I guess it's supposed to be Battlefields with Warhammer stuff. Um, I was playing before, uh, after we dropped out, Nate. Yeah. And uh, the Eldar get a character who can fly around uh, pretty much infinitely, very quickly, and they can just shoot things from the sky. And they have better weapons at range too, I noticed. And, yeah, better weapons at range. Um, they're skinnier, so they've got smaller hitboxes. Um, they have a much larger dodge. Basically, we should have been Eldar because they've got <laughs> it fucking all. They're, they're having it very easy. I Like, one Eldar dude was able to kill five Space Marines because we all only had the fucking pistol, and he was able to just fly around the sky like constantly moving faster than we could fucking hit him because the blaster pistols are inaccurate as fuck. And, uh, yeah, because he didn't come down, we weren't able to chop him. So, yeah. Cool. That was fun. So, if it, if you're outdoors against an Eldar, you're pretty much fucking dead every single time, which is completely fucking idiotic. And I can't believe they released a game where that uh, is basically the norm. But that's what they've done. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically Battlefield with Warhammer characters. It looks like fucking garbage. Like, looks like shit. It looks like fucking, I don't know, worse than Battlefield 4. Maybe worse than Battlefield 3. What? Those games yeah. are great. What are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. It looks worse than these much older games um, 
it looks terrible. I have to run it on medium because if I have it higher than medium, I get all this graphical artifacting. But I checked the temps on my graphics card and uh, checked usage and everything's fine. Uh, it's just not able to render those textures for me, I think. So that's and I've got cool. a 980, so I'm running it in high and yep. it, it doesn't look doesn't look great. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just garbage, really. Um, it's really interesting yeah. that that um, Warhammer, the people, whoever owns that license, is just fucking slutting it out. Like, oh yeah. Anyone who wants it can, you know, they, they'll they'll give it to like. Well, I like the idea, the logic. You know, like there was a chess game made locally, wasn't there? Yep. Warhammer yeah, Warhammer 40k chess game that was received quite well. Like, but like, there's no quality control, so they're just like, yeah, yeah whatever. You can make that game. That sounds great. Yeah, but like, they're not, not protecting their brand, which I think is not a good idea. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they don't care. They're just like, yeah, fucking. Do we get uh, some money out of it? Then fucking hand it over. Hand it over. Do you guys want to make Warhammer a Warhammer over. clicking game? Yes. Yep. We should do it. That is. No, uh, what's the other one? The perpetual running iOS sort of style. Uh, Warhammer. Yeah. Warrunner. Warhammer. 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 Yeah. Nice. We've got to run 40k. <laughs> yeah, Warhammer 40 kilometers. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. You know someone's That's making that right now. <laughs> that is the best. Oh, let's get on that. <laughs> It's it's not it doesn't have a lot of numbers. What? You mean um a lot of people playing? Yeah. It's it doesn't have a lot of people playing. It's all time peak is twenty seven hundred. Um I wonder how ping was so shit. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think it's doing very well. Hmm. Probably because it's got endless negative reviews on Steam. And yet somehow still mixed. <laughs> Somehow. Uh, yeah, like all the most helpful are bam, bam, terrible. But uh, yeah, it's just not recommended, not recommended, not recommended. I don't know. Yeah, it's it was. I don't know why it's <sighs> MMO. I don't know anything. Like it, it doesn't make sense. It's trash. I think I'm very confused. Um, game isn't it yeah because if it's trying to be battlefield well it doesn't do that very well if no. it's trying to be a fucking mmo doesn't do that very well if it's trying to be some sort of i don't know casual shooter with some incentive to keep playing so you unlock shit doesn't do that very well <laughs> yeah team shooter well i didn't really see a whole lot of communicating i mean there doesn't seem to be any voip going on there was no. just people frantically typing and that was lost amid the notifications the in-game text notifications that i'm pretty sure yeah. were the same fucking color yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and this game is apparently like released as in yep that's version 1.0 yeah and like you shoot the shoot a fucking uh, tank and it just comes up with a big don't shoot this icon like so yeah. the, the way it delivers feedback is trash um, even if you're in a tank thing- shooting at a turret it comes up it came up with that icon for me when I was on the yeah. main cannon and what I was like fuck? okay and then but yet you the guys doing the s- Was I? Or was it the dudes on the side guns with what seemed what? to be lower caliber weapons? I don't know. I thought it was you doing damage. Don't know. Jury's out. Yeah. 
Um, the best thing about it, I think, is the level design because it's some pretty cool level design. Um, like artistically, uh, just from a level design perspective, there's some really cool. We're playing this one map that was like a proper attack and defend, not like a battlefield style con- conquest. It was like a defend this point, uh, rush style thing. Um, and like first they had to blow holes through the doors. Like it was a, it's a fucking fortress and they got to blow their way through the, the doors first with the tanks and then they can run through. And so that's pretty cool. It's like a proper siege. Um, but there was also like a fucking me and Nate went down into the sewers and we were fighting in the sewers for like a, a good portion of the fucking game. That was good fun. Um, yeah, that was the most fun we had with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easy. And but that wasn't like it wasn't amazing. It was just like, oh, this is better than the garbage we just played for three rounds. Yeah, and this is like this is a really cool, um, really cool like little side area for people to sort of infiltrate via. Like the, it's cool that they've been, like created this for the map as well, like to force people to look at other directions and. Yeah, give the uh, attackers alternative options for ingress and shit like that. But yeah. Anyway. Um, it's kind of shit. That's all. Yeah, I just like I wasn't expecting too much of it because I, I was, have been tracking it ever since yep. its announcement and the early access stuff. And, you know, I think that ebbed and flowed in terms of the positive and negative feedback and as is expected, I guess, with early access games. But, like, having read some of those comments of people who put in a lot of time and who've been following it from the beginning and sort of said, you know, the features that have been removed um, <laughs> that would have made it closer to an MMO at least um, or, or, like, a, at least a co-op experience as well. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get why they've just decided to arbitrarily rush it out now because what I played, like, was not particularly playable. Um, yeah. And apparently that's, what, release version now? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Why. It's just weird. Oh. There's always what's the other one? Space Wing, Death Hog. Space Wing, Death Hog. Fingers crossed. Very much. You gonna get that, Luke? Nope. Why not? Four players. What Four is player it? Cop. Cop. Space Wing, Death Wing. Space, Isn't Space it? Hulk, Death Wing. Space, Space oh, Death right? Hulk, Ding. Death Wing. Um. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Is it good? Looks good, but, you know, we've been fooled before. It's a, um, imagine Left 4 Dead played at a slower pace aboard, um, sort of derelict spaceships where there's apparently the enemies hunt you. Like, they just don't run at you in straight lines. They, like, actively hunt you like something out of Aliens. Um, and you're in this fucking exoskeleton suit with all of these weapons and abilities and melee and flamethrower and shit like that. Yeah, I'm watching the trailer. And it looks pretty gorgeous, I think. It's, yeah. I think it's UE, UE4. I think um, it looks awesome. So yeah, is, is very, it multiplayer or is it like... Um, cop. Uh, sorry, I mean, is it I like... It, is it like... Are you versing AI or are you versing other players as the aliens? Oh, AI. I don't know if it has a versus mode. Yeah. Which would be pretty fucking sick. Like I'm thinking did, like but, Left 4 Dead type style. Yeah. That would be sick, but still, I'm a sucker for a good co-op game. Um, and if they make you feel kind of overwhelmed and like you're being hunted and that you need to kind of preserve weapons or ammo or watch your firing arcs and stuff, I reckon I could definitely get into that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks all right. 
Look at that. He looks all right. Later this year, isn't it? Yeah, so it's November. Yeah. Yep. Did you ever play the other one, Joby? What was the strategy one? Uh, Released War? earlier this year. No, no, no. <laughs> Good. Uh, the other one, the, the one Battle. that was just Fleet Gothic. Battle Fleet ba- Gothic. Battle Fleet Gothic. Gothic. Uh, no, but I bought it in um, the Steam sale. Oh, okay. We should uh, take that for a spin. I wonder if they've patched some of the problems. Hmm. Do a 2v2 or... I don't think you do co-op. Maybe we oh. fight some AI. Hmm. It was um, it was a lot of fun when the when the battles went well. Like it was very, very tactical. Yeah, cool, nice. <clears throat> Should we do some news? Let's do it. Unless anyone else wants to do it. it. No, cool. There's not much to talk about uh, because there's only been like two days worth of news. Not even one day because one day it's. It was Friday in the US, and then that was it. <laughs> We've had one day of news. Uh, but I put some things on here, which we can talk about. Uh, so, League, uh, Red Riot, League of Legends people, uh, announced a new um, new crowdfunding, a, a new crowdfunding uh, type of style for their their championships. Uh, so, they're following the same sort of formula that, that, that Dota is and putting a 25% revenue between uh, towards items uh, that are purchased in their store, and then that will go towards the uh, the worldwide prize pool for their championship, uh, which they do once a year. Um, so they'll be selling like cosmetic items, uh, skins, and rewards, and I believe that's all they've announced at the moment. They didn't really talk about anything else, but um, they're just going into like I guess starting to talk about what they're going to be doing. Um, which is kind of cool. Uh, it's interesting, though, that they, they're doing this considering two years ago they said they'd never do that. Or they were, yeah. they were giving Dota shit about it. <laughs> I think we mm-hmm. talked about that on this show once, at least. I'm pretty sure we did talk about it. Yeah. There was like a, a, a quote of them saying that they, they'd never go to their community and beg for, for money. Yeah. <laughs> which is what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, but that's good, though, because it like, means- the reason they're doing it, like, the reason they're doing it is because Dodo showed it to be unbelievably successful. And even if you ignore just, like, how much money Valve takes away mm-hmm. every time they do it, and they make a fucking shitload, um, yeah, they are- it's, it's a perfect goodwill-type move, and- it, that's exactly what Riot needs at this point in time because they have been, I don't know, mistreating. We've, we talked about it before, right? Like yeah. how the league players are grossly underpaid despite yep. ostensibly catering to a much larger audience than any other um, esports community. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and this will this will allow the the they always see the prize pool for the world championship to go up, um, and allow those players to get more money, uh, and then also that'll benefit the. Hopefully, it'll benefit the players as well in terms of salaries that they're getting, because um, yep. the the company will be getting more money uh, from these uh, from these added items that they'll be selling. Um, but what effect that has in terms of. Like how much money this is going to raise? Uh, I'm curious to see. Like, is it going to pull numbers that Dota is? Is it going to surpass it, or is it not going to do that because 
what what is on offer isn't that much because I've I've seen some stuff on the uh, the Reddit thread about like already them being salty, being like, "Hey, what the fuck? Like, this is all we get a ward and a skin. Like, here's the list of shit that happens in Dota when they do their mm. world thing, and then like they they've just got this giant list of all these things that, that is in there. Um, so even then, pe- people with this announcement are already getting upset and being like, "Well, this not that's not enough." So I, I'm yep. curious to see where this lands, like where on the scale it puts them. Does it put put them up? Because um, they got a huge player base. Does it put them up towards the same numbers as Dota, or is it, or is it, um, you know, just maybe a little bit more? Are they going to hit like somewhere around eight million dollars? Um, yeah, I don't know, but it's it's good nonetheless. It'll at least uh, bring more recognition to esports as a whole. Um, so yeah, that's good. What about you? Rec- what do you reckon, Nathan? Sounds good. Yep. He loves it. <laughs> he loves it. He's all Sorry, about it. missed missed the mute button. Uh <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds fab. You know I love dem mobas. Yeah, you do. You love them. I reckon, I reckon you should watch some with me and Well, you were watching you were watching when we were in the mountains, right? Yeah. You seem to be pretty engaged, I thought. Uh no. <laughs> no? Okay. No, next major we'll, we'll do a drinking night. Oh, good. Hey, if there's drinking, I'm all about it. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. Um, what what else is there? Um, oh, this isn't really current news. It's probably about a week or two old, but we've got sure. to talk about it. Okay. Uh, which is uh, the president of of Sony, uh, Shui Yoshida, was asked some questions about No Man's Sky and the way they kind of handled um, <laughs> the release of that game. And he kind of didn't have some good things to say about it. Basically, threw them under the fucking bus. <laughs> really? I didn't see this. Yeah. So, well, let me find the quote. Um, this is from Eurogamer. Okay. Um, basically, he says, I understand some of the criticisms, especially Sean Murray is getting, because he sounded like he was promising more features in the game from day one. It wasn't a great PR strategy because he didn't really have a PR person helping him. And in the end, he is an indie developer. But he says their plan is to continue to develop No Man's Sky's features and such. And I'm looking forward to continuing to play that game. So it basically sounds like... uh, And he went into more detail about kind of like what uh sony's relationship was with them and like what they kind of handled so they were pretty much just looking after the um the distribution side on the playstation playstation digital end and they didn't really have anything to do with the pc version so from the sounds of things uh like hello games didn't have any pr people on board helping them with it they didn't go out and get anybody to to do any of this stuff and say hey here's the things you should be saying here's what you shouldn't be saying um go do this like but in the same breath we don't know if um maybe sony offered them pr and they declined it or even if they asked sony and sony said no like either way it doesn't look good for hello games to be like (laughs) for this to come out and and they being like yeah their pr strategy wasn't very good from their biggest like supporter of that game um and also the fact that they've still been quiet like they have not said a word since this game has been released they've been so unresponsive to that community um 
which sucks because you'd think that at least the people you'd respond to is the people that are playing your game still. And when they've got no idea what's going on, why would you stick around for that? Um, and the, I guess that you look at their numbers and nobody's sticking around for that game at all. They've they've bailed. Everyone's gone. Yeah. I think I looked the other day and there was 2,000 people playing on right. PC, something stupid like that. It's just crazy. Let's have a quick look. Because, uh, you know, that game sold a poop ton. Yeah. And basically <laughs> sold a poof, poop ton out of hype. Uh, maybe you can say they had a fucking great PR 24 hour strategy. Ping, uh, peak is 2,800. Still doing better than Doom. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. How Doom. many people are playing Doom? Uh, I'm going to say less than 2,000 now. Uh, 1962. Ooh, you still getting death threats, Joby? No. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. They'll come back. Don't worry. They're coming again. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. I um. I think No Man's Sky is interesting for games critics, but I would I can imagine being really annoyed. If uh, I paid for it and bought into the hype cycle and all that stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It will be a it'll be a cautionary tale for years to come. Mm, yeah. yeah, and they've kind of they they need to keep supporting this game, right? Otherwise, nobody's going to buy their next game. <laughs> Joe Danger Four. Yeah, or No Man's <laughs> Sky still. I don't know. Some man's sky. Some more. No man's sky. Nice. Yeah. All right, let's wrap up. Let's wrap it up. Um, That's it. That's the news. Nice. (laughs) All right, you can uh, find us on the iTunes, the Android and the Windows store. Uh, You can write and review us on those. You can email us at gapodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at facebook.com slash gapodcast. And we're at twitter.com slash gapodcast. And we have a website at the gapodcast. No, sorry, just thegapodcast.com. There's no at symbol in there. Don't get confused. Um, Where you can find all the the past episodes and and that sort of fun stuff, as well Mm -hmm. as uh, a few other things that we post sometimes. Otherwise, Nathan, have you got anything happening anytime soon that you would like to share about? Um, Keep an eye on IGN and PC Powerplay website, as always. Got some stuff coming in a hyper issue that's... Probably going to hit shelves in a couple of weeks. Cool. Cool. And a little bit in Game of War. You know, usual places. Nice. Sweet. Uh, Job, anything from you? Uh, I had to Red Bull to check out um, a piece I wrote about how Overwatch teams might find success playing Paladins in Australia, at least. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that's a good trolley little article. And uh, make sure you go on my YouTube if you want to see me squeal like a uh, tiny baby man playing Resident Evil 7. Ah, yes. Yes, I saw this. It's high quality. Uh, Yeah. And that was actually thanks to Nathan's spectacular recording skills. (laughs) So very helpful. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you can find me at twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-E. Job is at Joby Jojo. Yep. And Nathan is on there, but don't follow him because 
He doesn't write anything. Pretty much. And that's it for this week. Uh, We'll be at, well, I'll be at EB Expo at some stage. I don't know what days. Uh, Probably just Thursday. (laughs) So so I don't think anyone will see me down there uh, unless we get coaxed into doing something, but I doubt that will happen. I'm going on the weekend. Why? Why? There's going to be a uh, Red Bull's got a snowboarding athlete going to play steep and then play some PlayStation VR, and I'm going to talk to him about it. Uh, can you get so, us a free Red Bull if we get out? I can get you free Red Bull whenever you like. But yes. Now. Now. Right now. Uh, okay. All right. I'll Done. wait here. It's in my fridge. <laughs> no, you have to come get it, motherfucker. Oh, that sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh. Um. But, yeah, I think there is free Red Bull. I think they've got a Red Bull truck going or something. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll see. We'll see how much stuff I get done on Thursday. It's a long weekend, so I'm planning on not doing much. Getting drunk? Noists. Yep. I think my board game's going to arrive. Can we play my board games? Yes. Maybe. Yeah? It's Scythe and uh, Code Words. Did you email them and they got angry at you? I emailed them and they emailed me immediately to say, uh, oh, we're sending it today. I'm like, cool. Uh, I'll believe it when I see a consignment order. Uh, so where was it then? Uh, it's just sitting in their warehouse. They've just been sitting on their fucking hands, I guess. Yeah. Being fucking dicks. Hopeless. That's never cool. order from them. That's my never order from gamesparadise.com.au. <laughs> Nice. Named and shamed. Boom. Like, seriously, it's near, just shy of a month since I ordered this shit now. I wanted to play it with my mum and my brother when they came down. That was, like, that was a whole... Because uh, my brother loves uh, 4X-type games, mm. and so I thought it'd be really cool, but, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, did, you, did you get that TV yet? Yeah. Did you hooked it up? Yeah. Does it look sick? Uh, it's awesome. I nearly... Did I, didn't I tell you last week? I nearly threw my fucking... I think I pulled like a muscle in my bicep <laughs> trying to fucking put the thing together by myself. Put a TV I'm, together? Like, the, well, no, because I had to fucking lift the thing out of the fucking box. How heavy you know, is this TV? Stuck snugly into the, the thing. And so you got to like wedge it out. But like... The problem, the reason I strain myself is because it's very, very particular. It's very, it's got these big warning signs on the box and it's like, do not grab the front of the television. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get it out then? Uh, I had to like, I had to like, uh, fucking hold on the sides. Yeah, but it's super, super fucking thin. That's the problem. Like it's ultra thin. And so I'm like fucking pressing in on these two thin bits. I'm like, what if I break it this way? Then I fucking wedge it out of the fucking box and then I have to lift it up onto the fucking it was ridiculous nice yeah uh, what'd you get Does it, is it good Samsung 55 inch series 7 uh, 4k proper HDR nice gorgeous so it looks stupid gorgeous uh, what'd you watch watched anything 4k in it yet um, yeah what's 4k yeah, yeah. Yeah, like everything is 4K. Like you can't get a TV that's not 4K. That's unless you, you spend anything under than a thousand dollars. If you get an OLED, it'll be under 4K. Yeah, yeah, but that's a fucking eight thousand dollar TV. 
there was one going for like 1900 bucks and uh yeah that's stupid don't do that that's a trap it's a trap yeah all right we'll be back next week uh mafia's out next week is it no yeah the seventh sixth oh yeah the friday okay yeah hmm I'm not sure what else is out, but I just remember that's out. So uh, we'll I be think, talking uh, about Gears that. World Four is out. Very soon as well. I think it's the same day, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to play that co-op for sure. Fuck yeah, PC, co-op. PC. And Forza will be out. Forza's out tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes. Um, so maybe we'll talk about that. I'll be playing For Honor and Dishonored on the same day. That'll be cool. 400 looks pretty good. I was watching some of that on um, the, they've got a they had a beta running. Um, that's definitely not the game I thought it was. That looks yeah, really cool. Well, sure isn't. You guys, yeah. Played well, it? if you thought if you thought it looked good, then it's not the game you were watching either. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> have you played it? Yeah. Yes. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. While, while I was watching it, I thought this looks really interesting. I okay. would describe it as a hard pass. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really liked Rise. That was like a guilty pleasure. Like it was a deeply flawed game. Hilarious. Uh, yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? Fucking For Honor might not be chivalry, but at least if they can do some Rise sort of set pieces and epic battles and you know cinematic takedowns. Then again, we haven't. We only played multi, didn't we? Yeah. I'm probably going to play that again, aren't we? Probably. Probably the same thing we played before. <laughs> we'll just, we should just do what we did last time and just uh, yes. run Mad around the pair and just, just like double team, tag team everyone who fucking comes near us. Yes, yeah. I plan on playing super aggressive and ruining everyone else's experience. <laughs> As always. As always, Joby. What else do we do? <laughs> awesome. All right. All right, cool. See well, you next week. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye.